Welcome back to Second and Short. It is Monday, November 27th, 2023. We have just wrapped up or are wrapping up a um, interesting week in the NFL. I wouldn't say exciting. Uh, <laughs> it was interesting. But we also, obviously, feast week, Thanksgiving week, rivalry week. Everything went at, went on throughout this week. Crazy. Calm before we get into, uh, get into anything. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. You know, get to see all the family, take some time off work, and uh, enjoy some football. So it was nice. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, mine mine was uh, essentially the exact same. Uh, you do any Black Friday shopping? I haven't gotten the opportunity. I did. Uh, me and the boys, we went. We made a bad decision. Went to the outlets. Mm-hmm. Not as you smart made a friend. Idea. Yeah, we. I did. Yes, make a friend. made a friend. <laughs> uh, and then we went to the uh, going going gone clearance store. You know, spent a little, way too much money there. Awesome. Sounds like fun. I spent, uh, actually, all I've bought is uh, FIFA points. No deal on them or anything. I just bought FIFA points. It was a bad idea. Whatever. Yeah, I'm in um, the same boat. I, I bought some disc golf mystery boxes. But, yep. uh Those are uh, me and Colin's two vices. <laughs> <laughs> disc golf mystery boxes and EAFC points. points or whatever the hell they call them now. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know of anything. I guess um, we'll talk about some some headlines. We got a couple of college football hirings throughout the week. Jonathan Smith of Oregon State is heading to Michigan State. Uh, Mike Elko is leaving Duke, heading back to Texas A&M, this time as the head coach. And uh, Jeff Lebby is leaving Oklahoma to go be the head coach in Mississippi State. Hmm. I, I like the Elko move. I like the Jonathan Smith move. Don't know about Jeff Levy. Don't know enough. Yeah. Um, they put up 69 against TCU. That's pretty good. Yeah. Good number. Um, yeah, I, I have no opinion. I, I All I have to say is that I did call Mike Elko. I think I said that on here right as Jimbo got fired. Um, but, yeah, that's that's really it with the, the big headlines. So, Colin, let's go ahead. Let's get into NFL Week 12. This, like I said, it wasn't an interesting or entertaining week per se. Thanksgiving, fantastic football. Black yeah. Friday, question marks. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, this Sunday has just been weird. So we'll go ahead and get into it. Let's start off with the Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving Day games. It starts off the Packers defeat the Detroit Lions twenty nine twenty two. Jared Goff will not stop turning the ball over. Last week it was the picks. This week it was the fumbles. What is the deal? I don't know, but it was brutal and it was ugly to watch. Yeah. Like, it was like he threw the ball well this game, like 29-44 for 332 yards. But he just could not hold on to the ball early in the game. Yeah, and Jordan Love on the other side just kind of keeps playing pretty well. Good enough yeah. for this team to win. Jordan Love, 22 for 32, two, uh, 268 and three touchdowns, no picks, uh, no fumbles, just a great game from Jordan Love. They didn't really run the ball, which nobody was surprised by. Uh, Aaron Jones out this week. A.J. Dillon had an okay day, not anything great. Pretty good receptions-wise, three for 38, but otherwise, they didn't really run the ball. But Christian Watson, his best game of the year so far, 
five receptions, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Just a great game from him. I think he started off the game with a 53-yard reception, um, which just kind of set the pace for Green Bay. 20 points in the first quarter is absurd. Yeah, and what's nice is that they held the Detroit D-line to zero sacks this game. Yeah. I I don't think a team has done that yet this year. Yeah. But, yeah, when you look at it, Christian Watson finally getting active in that passing game. Usually it's Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed. But Christian Watson, he balled out. Man, five five catches, 94 yards on seven targets with a touchdown. Phenomenal stuff. Yeah, it, it was a fantastic day uh, for the Packers. And for the Lions, it's just, you know, couldn't quite get it done they they couldn't score in bunches like they have in the past six points in the first eight points in the third four and or uh, eight in the fourth and it's just not enough and I think when it comes down to it like nobody in particular played bad other than obviously Jared Goff turned the ball over three times but like the defense definitely wasn't bad you know the running game definitely wasn't bad David Montgomery, 15 carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Jameer Gibbs, 11 carries, 54 yards. Those are both great days, considering their amount of carries. And then Amon Ra had a great game. 11 targets, 9 receptions, 95 yards. And then Khalif Raymond, 5 targets, 5 receptions, 90 yards. He had a great one as well. I just, I don't know where the disconnect was here outside of Jared Goff. Yeah, it was was just the first quarter. The first quarter is when this game got really out of hand. I'm pretty sure... Like their first drive and like their first two drives were on a fumble, right? Something uh, like that. Like, yeah, it was very close. If it wasn't the first and second, it was like the first and the third. Either way, like they just gave Green Bay excellent field position to score early. And whenever a team drops twenty in the first quarter, it's gonna be hard to win that game because you're fighting from behind all game. Yeah, it was the uh, the second and third drive from the Lions. The second drive for the Lions was a uh, fumble recovered and returned for a touchdown by Jonathan Owens for the Packers. And then uh, the next drive on the first uh, set of downs again, Jared Goff fumbles and uh, Green Bay recovers it. But, like, it was so, I don't know, this this first quarter was absurd. And then the Packers just kind of held on. Detroit tried to get back in it, um, but they, they were just a little too late on their efforts. Yeah, I mean, Detroit's defense did exactly what they needed to do in the second, third, and fourth quarter. Yeah. Just not the first. But their offense wasn't helping them. Yeah, but, like, when you look at it, like you know, giving up three touchdowns on offense you're, uh, as the Detroit defense giving up only three touchdowns, it's not that bad. Like, yeah, the Packers scored the defensive touchdown. You can't really put that one on yourselves. But when you look at it, a touchdown separated this game. That was Jared Goff's fumble. And, um, yeah, it, it sucks to do this because Goff has been playing well this year, but this this loss, I'm I'm pinning it on him. Yeah, no, 100%. This loss is on Jared Goff. Like, there's no question about it. Yeah. So, uh, anything else you wanted to bring up with that one? Oh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of fourth down attempts that just did not work. And yeah. some questionable ones, too. Uh, like, they had some fourth downs where they were, like, midfield or even in their own territory going for it when they just did not need to. Yeah. It, it was weird. And like the early one by the Packers, um, which they were pretty far down the field, but um, yeah, going for it on Detroit's 14, when you probably should have just kicked a field goal. Uh, obviously 
you're up 20 to six. Fuck, like, you know, go for it. But um, that one didn't pan out. And then um, you had the Lions go for it uh, on fourth at the Green Bay 35, which is another part where it's like kick a field goal, just put points on the board. Um, And then in the second half, the Lions do it again um, about halfway through the third quarter. And they tried, I think, a direct snap, like a, a fake punt maybe. Yes. Yeah, and it was that a, didn't it work. Was no, but um, Green Bay can make some noise here at the end of the season. They can. Especially with this win over Detroit. Let's see, they're sitting at 5-6 and six right now. Minnesota is only a 6-5. and five. So, listen, their next couple games, their next game against the Chiefs is a shaky one, but then you have Giants, Bucks. Panthers, Vikings, Bears. Those are all winnable for Green Bay. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So winning that, I think winning that game against Detroit just gave, like, lit a spark in them that we could see some, like, see some moving, like, moving up for Green Bay here. Definitely. Yeah, we could definitely see them start moving up. But, like, you know, the defense has to play a little bit better. Um, they, they still get sloppy in situations. Obviously, they played well in this game, but looking to prior games, they get sloppy. Um, you know, they'll miss some tackles. They'll make some bad penalties. If they can clean that up, you know, this is a team that could make the playoffs. Yeah. And I mean, you got a stretch of three games where you're going up against some of the worst offenses in the league. Yeah. You're going Giants, Bucks, Panthers. Yeah. So that'll, that'll be a real test to see what that defense looks like. Definitely. But let's talk about one of the best offenses in the league, the Dallas Cowboys, 45 over the Commanders, uh, just 10 points for Washington. Dak Prescott is unstoppable right now. Oh, 22 for 32, 331, four touchdowns, no picks, no sacks, no fumbles for him. Just downright unstoppable. Looks so good. Yeah. Also, Tony Pollard is starting to wake up a little bit here. That's two consecutive weeks where he's just, like, shined. Yeah, a touchdown in both weeks, 13 carries, 79 yards in this one, as well as six receptions for 24 yards. He looks great. But then again, this commander's defense, since they traded off Chase Young and Montez Sweat, has been horrible. The secondary sucks. The edge rushers suck. It is bad. Nobody can get to the quarterback. Yeah. Because all, all the, like everybody knows, just fill the middle, stop Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, and you're fine. Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly and it, what this Dallas offensive line can do. Yeah, and it was nice to see Curtis Samuel, like even though they only put up 10 points, Curtis Samuel, nine receptions, yeah. 100 yards on 12 targets. Crazy good like, game. Yeah, that was an insane game. Like you, Terry McLaurin, like even though he had four catches on 50 yards, that's, he had 11 targets. Yeah. Like, that's that's not a good ratio right there. Yeah, I, I can't help but think that Brian Robinson probably could have been utilized more, considering until, what, the fourth quarter, Washington was only down 20-10. to 10. Yeah, like, it was a good game until Dallas put up 25 in that fourth quarter. Yeah, and part of that is uh, Deron Bland's doing. His fifth pick six of the season. I think I believe that's the most pick sixes by a single player in a season, and um, uh, there's what six weeks to go. Yeah. 
Dude, I, <laughs> I, I think he's gonna get at least two more. He definitely I, could. Let's see. Let's see. Let's let's go look at this real quick. Uh oh, you got the Seahawks. He could definitely get one yep. against the Seahawks. Unless you got DK the, chases him. Oh, you got you got the Eagles. Eh, <laughs> we'll see. You got the Bills. That could happen. That could definitely happen. You got the Dolphins. It could, it happen. could happen. And you got the Lions. Jared Goff. It, it depends. Is it an interception or a fumble game for Goff? Yeah, it depends. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and then you end your season with the Commanders. Oh, yeah. It, we know the it. Ron Bland we is. Just thought. All right. Early hot take. Not even going to save this one for stake your claim. Deron Bland will have eight pick sixes this season. <laughs> Damn. That is insane. I don't think anybody yeah. will come close to breaking that. No. I, like, it's, Five wow. is already hard, like, hard enough. Yes. Eight is insane. Yeah. Like, uh, if I'm a quarterback and I see my receiver on an island with Deron Bland and there is nobody near them, I'm not, do not, not throw over there. I'm spiking it in the ground, and I don't care if I get intentional grounding. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'll throw it clear over their heads. Yeah, what if he just gets one for every game, like for the rest of the season, <laughs> and ends would, with 11? That would be insane. 11 touchdowns. That's defensive corner. player of the year. Shit oh, right yeah. There. He might already have a claim to it right now. Yeah. Five Honestly. pick sixes. How many picks does he have in total? Seven? Good question. Yeah, That's... seven interceptions. <laughs> That's crazy. So only, only two that haven't gotten taken back to the house. Yeah. Insane. But to talk about the rest of this game, Brandon Cooks had a great game. Five uh, five targets, four receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. C.D. Lamb, interestingly enough, nine targets, only four receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Not a horrible game. It just seemed like the commanders were throwing everything they had to stop C.D. Lamb, and that just allowed other guys to get open. Yeah, like we've been seeing this. Teams have been double covering C.D. Lamb. And that's been opening up for uh, Kevontae Turpin, you know, Jalen Tolbert, and Brandon Cooks. So I think that's like three consecutive games we've seen, like, at least a touchdown for Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's either three or two. But he's becoming Dak's number two wide receiver. Definitely. Which is probably how it should have been from the start. But, you know, considering some of the other guys on this team, Michael Gallup, uh, Tolbert, um, you know, a couple of these other guys here, they had their claim to it, but uh, yeah, Brandon Cooks, uh, Brandon Cooks finally just kind of slotting himself up there at the top. But with the Commanders, this game was so weird for them. Like Brian Robinson had not a bad game, not a great game. Same kind of goes for Howell, twenty-eight for forty-four, three uh, three hundred yards, one interception, no touchdowns. He got sacked four times. That's just a regular stat line for him. Um, that's, like, that's a good week for him. Only yeah, four? Yeah, only getting sacked four times is probably a good thing for him. Uh, he had a rushing touchdown, which is great, but otherwise they couldn't establish the run, and they were passing the ball but weren't getting anything out of it uh, You know, as they got down the field. It just, I don't know, like overall – Dallas just dominated them in every aspect. They were putting them in bad field position to start the drives. They were putting up points. They were stopping them. You know, the interception, like 
all of the stops that Dallas was making were huge, and they were in huge spots, and it just killed this commander's team slowly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with this one? Not really. I mean, Dallas is, is really looking good. Yeah, they are. They're hot, and they're undefeated at home. Yeah, they... The only thing is, like, they, they can play so well in the regular season. I want to see this in the playoffs. Yeah, they, that's the hard part, for sure. They can, they can never play this well in the playoffs, but I think this might be a year that changes. Yeah, and, and you know, considering, like, yeah, they are fantastic at home right now, 5-0. and oh. They're 3-3 three and three on the road, and one of those losses is to the Cardinals on the road. So, yeah, you've got two more home games in a row after this Commanders game that you just played. you got the Seahawks next week. you got the Eagles after that. Then you go on the road to the Bills and the Dolphins. That's where I see things possibly taking a turn for the worst. Yeah, unless, you know, they can just come out and just prove yeah. that they're dark horses in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm just thinking, dude, halfway through December playing in Buffalo. Mm-mm. Oh, God, I do not want to see them there. But then it's nice because then they get to go to Miami. That's true. You get to heat right up, thaw out uh, <laughs> on Christmas Eve. But, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting route because you also have the Lions. I know it's at home, but still, the Lions in the second to last week of the season could be a big thing for seeding. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think the Lions are 4-1 and one on the road. Yeah, I believe Rather- you're right. Well, I think... Were they on the no, they were at home this week, right? Yeah, they're four they're yeah. four and two uh at home right now. Yep. Yep. So four and one on the road. I don't know. It'll be interesting for sure. Um but yeah, I think that'll uh, that'll do it for Cowboys Commanders. Let's talk about 49ers Seahawks. Just defensive domination by the yeah, 49ers. The- Brock Purdy did not even have a good game. And no, they he- still kicked ass. Yeah, you CMC in defense versus the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, like Christian McCaffrey, just stand up, take a bow, man. Nineteen carries, one hundred fourteen yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, and how about Debo Samuel? Four carries, fifteen yards, and a touchdown. Also had seven receptions, seventy nine yards. That's a great day for Debo Samuel. Yeah, I mean, I guess he he saw he wasn't on my team anymore, so he was like, <laughs> "All right, let, let's let's ball out a little bit." Yeah, but Purdy, like I said, just having a. Really a bad day for for Brock Purdy. 21 for 30, 209, one touchdown, one interception. Got sacked once for one yard. A lot of ones uh, on the the, uh, stat sheet for Brock Purdy. But, like, it wasn't a a horribly inefficient day or anything. It was just a matter of, you know, it was they were getting it done in the run game. Why change it? Yeah, exactly. And then you flip it over to the other side, Geno Smith, what the fuck, man? They had that man... In a fucking locker. 18 completions on 27 attempts, 180 yards, and one one interception, and then six sacks. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, he had a... And it wasn't just, like, one player's breakout performance. It was Javon Hargrave, Tashawn Gibson, Nick Bosa getting in there twice. Eric Armstead got him. Kevin Givens had half a sack. Like, like everybody sack, was up on him. Sack. Some Oprah shit right there. Yeah, it was crazy. And then you have Traveris Ward just going out there and locking up DK Metcalf. Yeah. Nine targets, three receptions. receptions. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, it was it was you know it's bad when JSN's your leading leading receiver in yards. <laughs> yeah. And he had two receptions for 41 yards. Like that's horrible. And also like Zach Charbonnet like could not go anywhere no. against this 49ers defense. No. But yeah, JSN his 34-yard catch, one hell of a one-handed grab on the sideline. Oh yeah, it was na- it was nasty. Whoa. That one was sick, but yeah, just uh it's domination by the 49ers in in their own way cuz it's funny like we talked about this Cowboys game a minute ago. They won 45 to 10. It didn't feel like they dominated because all their points came in the fourth quarter. The 49ers locked down the Seahawks wire to wire. Yeah. All but the third quarter where the yeah. Seahawks won the third quarter. And then the 49ers just, you know, ripped the carpet out from under them again. <laughs> just crazy. Um, not much else to say about that game. Yeah, no. So um, let's talk about Black Friday, the first ever Black Friday game. And, uh, yeah, the Dolphins just putting it on the Jets, unfortunately. Tim Boyle. Ugh. Probably Tim... not going to see a start again. No. Like, that was his one. That man is a fraud. Chance. I think everybody yeah. knows that. He literally played like three years in college, wasn't good, didn't go, didn't get drafted. Got picked up by the Packers as like as like just a practice squad guy, became their backup quarterback because Aaron Rodgers never got hurt, and just kind of like mailed it in for years, and then just waltzes into a starting job for a week. Yeah, I think we'll see Zach Wilson next week. Oh yeah, I I, I think so as well. I can't imagine like I can't imagine Trevor Simeon uh, no, starting next week, I, but it definitely could be the case. Okay. Dalvin Cook at quarterback. Let's run it. Yeah, might as well. Uh, but the Dolphins just did the Dolphins, man. Tua had a bad game. I'll just say yeah, that. It was, it was not good. Yeah, 21 for 30, 243, one touchdown, two interceptions, got sacked twice. The Jets' defense is good, so like I'll give them that. But Raheem Mostert had a great day. 20 carries, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and then, of course, Waddle and Hill just... Oh, my God. (laughs) Tyreek Hill, 12 targets, 9 receptions, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Jalen Waddle, 8 targets, 8 receptions, 114. Yeah, and Tyreek Hill really didn't do anything in the second half. No. It's like Tyreek Hill took the first half, Jalen Waddle took the second half. Yeah, and and Tyreek came out of the game at one point. Yeah, dude, (laughs) the the first drive, someone rolled up on his ankle, and he looked like he was going to be done. My heart yep. stopped. But, but luckily, then he, uh, luckily, Tim Boyle was on the other sideline and uh, helped him out with a uh, a 99-yard pick six. Oh, dude. Was it Javon Holland, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. 99 yeah. yards to the house uh, and then threw into Jerome Baker as well. But, damn, just... Wah. It's like, I don't even know what there is to say about the Jets. First of all, Tim Boyle, don't start him again. Um, (laughs) Second of all, you started Tim Boyle, and you ran the ball ten times when you have Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. (laughs) And, like, we saw Jalen Phillips go down in this game with a wild-looking injury. He literally just, like, picked his leg up, and you just watched his whole calf jump. Can can we talk about how the turf at MetLife Stadium sucks? Oh my god. It is so bad. Like it's crazy. Like, we can't go a week without watching a game there and somebody getting hurt. 
Yeah, and it's it's always the Achilles, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you, did you see the video? That you saw the video where you could just like see that shit. Yeah, just... it it was it, it. As soon as I saw it, totally reminded <laughs> me of Kevin Durant in the finals against the Raptors. Yes. I don't know if you remember that one, but like you, like he, like <laughs> kind of just pivots, and you just see like his whole calf like shake, like jolt yeah. up, and it's <laughs> like, oh my god, like you can you can literally see an Achilles rip. Bro, did you see the chunk out of Tua's arm? Yeah, that was <laughs> wild. Cause it's like where he had, like he has tattoos there. <laughs> like I don't, I don't have any tattoos. I know you have a couple. Does that just like, that's just a blank spot on his tattoo now? Yeah, I just. I guess like I when guess. it heals, he'll just have to get it fixed. Yeah, like he'll he'll get it touched up and uh, just corrected. Gotcha. But still, like the fact that there's a whole wow. ass, yeah, whole ass chunk out yeah. of his arm. And then like even when he had the bandage on it, you could see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was wild. I think he's just sitting there. Just, I, just I, I'll just say this right now. If that happened to me, I would not be able to help myself. I'd be just like touching it. Like, why the fuck does it feel like that? You'd be like, yo, isn't there something? Isn't there something? Uh, so, wow. <laughs> Someone's supposed to be blocking this, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's insane. Yeah. yeah, both teams had a big six this game. That's, that's true. Nice. That is true. But um, not much else to talk about there. Uh, no. I will say I enjoyed having a game on Friday, despite not really being able to watch it because I was at work. Like it, it was nice to have a uh, a Black Friday game. Yeah, because we nice. got we got a full week of football. Like obviously you had good college games on on Friday, but having NFL games Thursday, Friday, and then all Sunday, then we'll have one Monday. It's pretty nice. Yeah, and then Saturday rivalry week. Yeah. So we literally just full slate. Yeah, it was it was, it was all football all week. But um let's get into today's action on Sunday. And we'll start with the Saints and the Falcons. The Falcons win 24-15 despite Desmond Ritter's hardest attempt at losing this game. Fuck um, Desmond Ritter, bro. I'm going to yeah. keep saying it. I'm going to yeah. keep saying it. 13 for 21, 168, a touchdown and two interceptions. I'm glad he didn't throw the ball a ton. I'll give him yeah. that. Thank you, Arthur Smith. That's the nicest thing I have for you. Uh, Bijan Robinson got way more involved this week, and look at that. We won the game. Like, how crazy is it to be like, okay, revolutionary running back prospect. <laughs> give him the ball, and we win games. Yeah, this was the running back duo we've been waiting to see all season. Yeah. Bijan, 16 carries. Tyler Algier, 10 carries. Perfect. Yeah. Bijan, 91 yards. Algier, 64. Bijan gets a rushing touchdown, but he also makes an impact in the passing game. Three receptions, 32 yards, and a receiving touchdown. It was in a huge moment in that game to take the lead. It's just crazy. And, and Drake London, a fantastic game for him despite Desmond not throwing the ball much five receptions 91 yards for him was huge a lot of big third down conversions but for New Orleans good lord did their field goal kicker get some work oh dude god Blake groupie five field goals all the points all 15 of their points on five field goals and he attempted six actually but that was a long, long ass. it was, was long. he made a long of 52. Uh, obviously not enough, but yeah, just, uh, 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 quite a few times where it was just like march down the field 
and get shut down at like the 35. Yeah. Every time. And then, of course, you have the pick six by our Lord and Savior, Jesse Bates. Bro, he was all over the field today. Yeah. Killed it. 12 total tackles, seven solo, one pass defended, which was obviously the pick, and then uh, the touchdown off the pick six. Fantastic. A 92-yard pick six for Jesse Bates. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. But this was um, a much more complete performance. We had a great running game. Passing game, not so much. But the offense itself was better than it has been. The defense was fantastic. Like, I don't care that we gave up 15 points because we didn't give up a touchdown. Yeah, it was all field goals. Yeah, I'm not mad about stopping teams at the 35, the 40-yard line if we're going to win the game. Like, that is fantastic. If that's how this team wants to win games, do it. But I will say, Chris Olave had one hell of a first half. Seven receptions, 114, leaves the game with a concussion. But good Lord, did he look great. Yeah, and even Taysom Hill, two receptions on 55 yards. Yeah. He yeah. also ran the ball seven times for 26 yards. So, you know, do it a little bit of both. Same for Kamara, 15 carries, 69 yards, and then had 50 receiving yards on four receptions. They're definitely getting a lot better at, like, exploiting the versatility of this offense. They're just not finishing. Yeah, and, I mean, it was tough because you also had uh, Rashid Shahid leave the game with an injury, and then you lose Chris Olave. So now your your two weapons are Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill. Yeah. That's it. And that's that's brutal. That's tough to do. But then again, that's probably two of the more dynamic weapons you could have. Yeah, but when you have Chris Olave and Shahid in, yeah, and you're already missing Michael Thomas, like you're leaving. Taysom Hill's usually on linebacker coverage, and he can win that one on one. Alvin Kamara, same thing. But now you're just their focus is only on them. They can defend it a little bit better. Yeah, agreed. Um. And then, of course, Taysom Hill did lose a fumble in this game. But, oh, sorry. It's been a long Overall, day. Overall, was good win for the Dirty Birds. <laughs> yes, definitely a, a great win for Atlanta. Let's move on, though, to the Steelers and the Bengals. What a shit show. Backup quarterback versus whatever the fuck Kenny Pickett is. Uh, Jake Browning looked like a backup quarterback in this game. <laughs> Very much. 19 for 26, 227, one touchdown, one interception, four sacks for 30 yards. I don't even know if I said the final score. The Steelers won 16 to 10. Um, Gross. Najee Harris, though, fantastic performance. 15 carries, 99 yards and a touchdown. Probably his best of the year. (laughs) And also, welcome back, Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. This guy was the bane of my existence last year. I didn't draft him in fantasy for a reason this year. And honestly, the fact that it took him till week 12 to do anything uh, is a miracle, but it certainly helped out Kenny Pickett. So Pat had nine receptions, 120 yards, which is what the fuck? He did miss some time. He missed like five weeks, I'm pretty sure, with an injury. But Um, Kenny Pickett, 24 for 33, 278. No touchdowns, uh, as he does, but um, just uh, uh, I, I'll give Kenny this. He played better than he has. 
he played better than the opposing quarterback. That's what you got to do. Correct. But um, when you look at it, it looks like Jalen Warren is human after all. Yes, definitely. Also, the Steelers break up a long, long streak of not passing 400 total yards of offense in a game. Finally, they break that up. And coincidentally, it's the first week without Matt Canada. <laughs> I bet Luke's happy. Oh, yeah. He is definitely, definitely happy. But speaking of Jalen Warren, realizing he's human, 13 carries, 49 yards, but also a fumble lost. Um, just uh, like I said, this being one of like the big matchups this morning, or not this morning, this afternoon, uh, kind of just set the tone. For the rest of the day. Yeah. Also, what's up with Deontay Johnson? What's what's up with his beef with, uh, what is it, Minka? Yeah, they got separated at practice the other day. And then Deontay Johnson just gave up on a live play today? Yeah. I don't know what's going on with him, but for the time being, um, as the GM of my fantasy team, I will be sitting him for his actions. <laughs> I sat Smart him this man. week anyway. Uh, it didn't matter. <laughs> but... uh yeah, not not much else to talk about here. It was a shitter. Yeah, it was not good. Not good at all. You know, so, TJ Watt, two sacks. Yeah. That's about it. Fair enough. About Shout it. out Tej. Um, all right. Well, let's go to another shitty game. Just knock just get a mile oh. of the way, man. Let's Titans. Just, just skip. Yeah. <laughs> Titans skip. 17, Panthers 10. This is gonna be a quick one. Both of these quarterbacks suck. Oh my god. Bryce Young, 18 for 31, 194. Got sacked four times. Will Levis, 18 for 28, 185, got sacked once. You notice how I didn't say anything about touchdowns and interceptions? Neither of them did it because they did nothing in this game. It was genuinely just as inaccurate as inaccurate passing gets. Neither side could – okay, Derrick Henry had a good game. Certainly not his best, but a great game. 18 carries, 76 yards, two touchdowns. Chuba Hubbard on the other side, 14 carries, 45 yards and a touchdown. And Mr. Inefficient himself, Miles Sanders, a cool 15 for 28 for nothing. Yeah, dude, it was weird because at one point, Derrick Henry had 10 carries on 24 yards with two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, he only had a long of 18. If that's not the definition of Derrick Henry, I don't know what is. Yeah, that sounds like a Gus Edwards line. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? If, like, Chuba Hubbard, five receptions for 47 yards, like, yeah. that, listen, Crazy. I looked at I looked at it today. Chuba Hubbard had 20 points in fantasy today. That has to be the worst 20-point game a player can have. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I could, I can agree with that for sure. Like, oh my God. Goodness, this game. Yeah, this Adam, game sucks. Adam Thielen with three targets. Did he leave this game hurt? I don't know. I would assume so, considering Jonathan Mingo had six and Chark had four. We're about to find this out. You keep talking. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm I will. Uh, Bryce Young also fumbled in this game. Um, I said this going into it. Um, this was going to be a shit game. Like I said it on uh, our preview. I didn't expect it to be like burn holes through my retinas bad. And it was. I, for a little bit, I was like, you know what? Rookie quarterbacks, I want to see what happens. You know, SEC matchup. Had it on on the multi-view on YouTube TV. Immediately turned that shit off. It was 
garbage from the jump. But I, I have an update. Okay, update, please. He was healthy all game. Whoa. Oh, man. <laughs> no. No. That is horrible, bro. Oh, my Absolutely God. bad. Yeah, this I, is I just... need. You need Adam Thielen and Tommy Tremble at the top of the targets list every yeah. week. Yeah. All right, Not... well, Ugh, en- enough of that game. Enough of that game. Let's talk about one that started off kind of weird i don't even know this is this aids to like the it wasn't a like great week it was an interesting week but it wasn't exciting colts 27 buccaneers 20 first of all the buccaneers nose diving through this season has been crazy like the stat sheet first of all rashad white fantastic game 15 carries 100 yards baker mayfield will not throw the ball down the field 20 for 30 for 199, two touchdowns, one interception. He like they are entirely reliant on field position and Rashad White having a good game. Because like they never would have got those touchdowns if it weren't for Rashad White having, you know, getting them into good spots. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. This game was fucking weird. Yeah, Mike Evans. Chris Godwin doing his thing. Missing four of his targets. Yeah, Chris Godwin's has such he's had such a bad year. Yeah, this year. But I don't. It's just I don't even I I don't have a word to like summarize yeah. this game. Colin, I I don't want you to look at it, but I'd like you to guess how many receiving yards Chris Godwin has this season. Uh two eighty six. Well, come on, man. <laughs> you got to be better than that. I think he's had games where he had over 100. No, you're right. Um, He's played 11 games. This season, uh, 600. Yeah, 606. At this That's... point in the season, for a guy like Chris Godwin, that is yeah. just not right. Yeah, how many does Mike Evans have? Got to be close to 1,000, 850 on one more reception. Bad. Crazy. Crazy. And Baker Mayfield. Come on, dude. Throws the pick. Fumbled twice, only lost one of them. Luckily, Rashad White was there to pick up the other, but yeah, brutal. And then the Colts got off to a very early lead, and it looked like they were just going to hold on. It got kind of close there at the end, but they won it, you know, by seven. Gardner definitely didn't play bad. Uh, He ran in a touchdown early in the game that was huge. Jonathan Taylor, though. Whoa. Great game. 15 carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown. And then in the receiving game, Michael Pittman Jr. having one of his best games of the season, 10 receptions, 107 on 13 targets. Josh Downs, not so much, 13 targets, 5 receptions, 43 yards. Those receptions certainly would have helped. I don't know how much of that was drops and how much of that was Gardner, but you got to have dropped some of them. There's no way there was (laughs) that many passes to you that you just didn't catch or weren't catchable. But, um, yeah, Zach Moss also had a good game. Eight carries, 55 yards. But, yeah, this game, once again, like, it it wasn't great, but, like, it was okay. Yeah, it was was weird. But, like you said, Tampa Bay is just – they were off to such a great start through the first four weeks. Yeah. Three and one. Loss, 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 win. Loss, loss. Yeah. 
horrible. Dropping them third in the worst division in in, in NFL right now. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Uh, but let's just go ahead and move on to the next game. I have nothing else to say about that one. And um, oh God, Giants Patriots, Giants ten Top. Patriots seven. This game makes me want to throw up. Like Tommy I literally, I feel winning. sick. Tommy DeVito keeps winning. He does. The Italian. Tommy DeVito, <laughs> 17 for 25, 191 in a touchdown. Do, does the little fucking this celebration <laughs> uh, on his passing touchdown to Isaiah Hodgins, but God, just a shitter. 10-7? I will say, nice to see Jalen Hyatt having a great game. Five receptions, 109. Oh, my goodness. But, like, I never would have thought I'd say this, but the Giants' offense was enough. Yeah. They were enough to win this game. Luckily, they're facing the Patriots, who, oh, my God. Like, I'm looking at the stat line again, and it's like, Mac Jones, 12 for 21, 89 yards and two picks. He got pulled out of the game at one point. For Zappi, who played like shit, nine for 14, 54 yards in a touch or in an interception, and then comes like Mac Jones comes back in to replace him and throws another pick. It's crazy. This like, game, thank just... God, Ramondre Stevenson was there to do something because, yeah, nothing like they would not have had a touchdown if it weren't for him. Nope. And then, uh, friggin' Patriots missed the game tying field goal. Yeah. And the fact that, like, you look at this game and it's like two touchdowns, one field goal, and then a missed field goal decides this game. <laughs> it is brutal. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. Uh, anybody go down with some bad injuries in MetLife? I think Demario Douglas got hurt, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Douglas did get hurt. Yeah, of course. Met- MetLife Stadium. Let's get rid of it. Yeah, just just dig that shit up. <laughs> just, <laughs> just demolish it. Georgia Dome, that bitch, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that that place sucks. Um, Fuck, we're moving on. There's nothing else to say. Um, All right, a great game. Yes. No ifs, ands, or buts. It was a great game. Jaguars 24, Texans 21. A close, hard-fought, divisional matchup. Trevor Lawrence gets the best of them. 23 for 38, 364, a touchdown and a pick. Didn't get sacked once. That's huge for the Jags' offensive line. Yeah, absolutely. I did say that I don't think the Texans' defense is as good as some people think. They have names, a lot of them young, but it's just not the impact players that you kind of need. And, you know, I said that in the preview show on Friday. It came true here. Uh, considering they didn't get to Trevor once, and Jacksonville's offensive line certainly uh, hasn't been great. But Travis Etienne, a pretty solid game. 20 carries, 56 yards, um, had a, uh, 30 receiving yards as well. But Calvin Ridley had a great one, and so did Christian Kirk. Calvin Ridley, five receptions, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Christian Kirk, four receptions, 89 yards. They were a big part of this win. Uh, Trevor Lawrence did have a rushing touchdown, uh, despite zero rushing yards uh <laughs> but um for Houston they were they were just there in it like the whole time down 13-7 at the half and then they they scored a touchdown the Jags score like very back and forth super entertaining game but CJ Stroud man he is an entertainer 
I will say that, especially in those beautiful red jerseys. Yeah. Dude, like, he did his best to drive down the field there to give him a chance to tie it and go to overtime. But, you know, the kick just, like, literally one yeah. one foot short. Yeah. Matt Amendola, so close. God, are they missing Kai Fairburn? Yeah. Because that was, that was two missed field goals this yeah. game. So that one potentially could have been the game-winning field goal. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. But, but CJ did play well. 26 oh, yeah. for 36, 304, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, and then he had six carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown. And considering Devin Singletary had six carries for 18 yards but had a long of 14, uh, CJ had to do all the running himself, and uh, he did. Nico Collins helped him out in the passing game, seven receptions, 104, and a touchdown. Tank Dell, five receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Devin Singletary did have six receptions for 54 yards, which is great. But just uh, I, I kind of feel like CJ just didn't get enough help from the run game in this one. Yeah, like he could, like he was forced to throw the ball nonstop. Yeah, which like, is fine, and he can do that. But like Devin Singletary, three yards per carry. Damon Pierce, two point eight yards per carry. They've got to be better than that. Yeah, like when CJ Stroud is tied with the most carries, is absurd. Yeah, and he had like what thirty, almost thirty more rushing yards than Devin Singletary. Twenty nine, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. It is. But this was a phenomenal game. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. Like, Shout I, out I, Josh I, Allen, Jags, uh, edge rusher, two and a half sacks. Don't you mean Buffalo Bills quarterback? Nope. And also former number one overall pick Trayvon Walker, half a sack. Finally doing something. He, okay, hold on. He never should have been the number one overall pick. <laughs> Let's go know. on a tangent real quick. In yeah. what world does he get picked over Aiden Hutchinson? Yeah, that's... Like, that dude no. was not even in the conversation till the combine. I thought, didn't Hutchinson, Hutchinson go this last year? No. Are you sure? Yeah. My... I'm I don't. I believe so. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I don't remember. I listen, guys, my brain doesn't work after <laughs> three PM. So Yeah, it's a so, shame that we always record the podcast after three PM. Yeah, well I always have to work on Sundays, so yeah, get over yourself. All right. Next game though. Uh, Browns Broncos. The Broncos take it twenty nine twelve, but it wasn't easy. <laughs> that Browns defense was all over them, but Denver just scoring throughout the game really helped them out. And considering Dorian Thompson Robinson played like shit, and then got the shit kicked out of him, like literally, it that man got brutally hit. PJ Walker comes in. They try some fucking fancy bullshit. They fumble the ball. Denver ends up like scoring some points off it. Like, oh, it was so hard to watch this because like Cleveland had so many chances to put points on the board, just could it's not good. execute. And it's also funny that DTR and Russell Wilson both had 134 passing yards. Yeah, that is wild, and a touchdown each of them. 
Only one sack in this game. Yeah. Miles Garrett was shut down for quite a while. Like, the blocking was great. Um, They were running to the opposite side. They were using, like, counters. Like, Russ was running the ball a couple of times for some big yardage. Um, They they had the right game plan for Miles Garrett. And uh, outside of his pass deflection, which was sick. That was a veteran pass deflection. Uh, But... Like, it just seemed like for both of these teams, your usual suspects were not all that involved. Like, you didn't have a great game out of Cortland Sutton, who's been catching tons of touchdowns. He actually had, I think, I think he had two drops on six targets and three receptions. Um, you had a couple of drop passes by Javante Williams. He had six targets, three receptions as well. Uh, Marvin Mims, though is uh, an interesting one because they can run the ball to him quite a bit. Only only did it once in this game, but a, a one one rush for 11 yards. But he's interesting to watch because, like, you can pass it to him on a screen and you can almost guarantee five yards if he's got some open space. Yeah, the dude's lightning quick. Yeah. And also, and, like, Lil, Lil Jordan Humphrey cannot go without being mentioned only because I want to say his name. Yeah, dude, but Pat Sertan had Amari Cooper on lock this game. Two catches on six targets. Yeah, Pat Sertan was all over him. He was guarding Njoku as well on quite a few. Had He had to have had a couple of pass breakups in this one because he was all over him. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. No? Did he not have any passes defended? He was a factor. He in- didn't, but yeah, he was certainly around him. Um yeah, just uh, I will say Denver's defense was impressive, but it just seemed like the Browns' offense just did not come to play. Yeah, which this... I'm not surprised, considering you look in the backfield and it's DTR handing the ball to Jerome Ford. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was surprised to see Denver put up 29. I thought this was going to be like yeah, like another one of those like 17 to 10 or like 17. Yeah. they definitely ran the ball well. That was a big part of this game, um, and it and it honestly just helped them keep Denver or keep Cleveland off the field. Um, yeah. Like Javante Williams, eighteen carries, sixty-five yards. Samaje Pirine, seven carries, fifty-five yards. He had a rushing touchdown that he straight bullied into the end zone for, and then Russ, eleven carries, thirty-four yards, and he had a touchdown as well on the ground. That was huge for them. Obviously, you know, it probably would have been more beneficial if Russ threw the ball a little bit more down the field a little bit more, but you know, I can't knock him for, uh, for getting this win. It was a, a commanding win, you know, when it was yeah. all said and done. Denver's hot right now. They are. They are very hot right now. Like, uh, like talk about the playoffs hot for Denver. Cause five, you win five, five straight, straight. You're going to the Texans who aren't the hottest right now. And you go to the chargers, not the hottest right now. Unfortunately, you have to go to the Lions. We'll is see. Fumble, we'll see where they're at. Not a fumble or pit game for Jared Goff. We'll see. Exactly. We'll see where they're at in that one because I think it's more about assessing the Lions yeah. at that point in the season than than the Broncos. But the Patriots, the Chargers again, the Raiders might be interesting. They might be in a similar position. We've been seeing them play some good football despite. 
you know, not winning a lot of games. They are playing good football. They might want to play spoiler for their division rival. But nonetheless, it's not the easiest route, but Denver certainly has some wins on the schedule. Yeah, they have the opportunity. Yeah, and right now they're second in the AFC West. Who would have thought? Oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I I will say, preseason predictions, I had them third. Do you have do you have you had the Chargers second? Yeah, yeah. I honestly, well, I you know, I, I thought I, I thought that you know J.C. Jackson would be good coming back, and then they traded him because he was playing like shit. And I thought that Joey Bosa might improve. He got hurt. I thought this offense would be great. Austin Eckler's the worst ever. Yeah, I think I had the Chargers first when we were talking about it. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that was just dumb. Come on, you knew the Chiefs were going to win that fucking division. Honestly, I didn't. Like, come on, dude. That offense is Chiefs. weird over there in, in Kansas City. All right, well, let's talk about a weird one, a real weird one. Rams thirty-seven, Cardinals fourteen. This has got to be the best the Rams have played. And guess who's back? Yeah, Kyron <laughs> Williams making a statement in this game. <laughs> Holy shit! 16 carries, 143 yards, and in the air, had the most receptions on the team with six, had 61 yards, and two receiving touchdowns. Wow. Honestly, if it was a closer game, he probably gets that third touchdown instead of Royce Freeman. Yeah, probably. Because that next drive... um, there in the fourth was only Royce Freeman. Yeah. And the drive after that was all Zach Evans. Yeah, but we can't ignore Matthew Stafford. 25 for 33, 229, four touchdowns, one interception. It was a lot of Kyron and Royce get you down the field, and then you throw to either uh, Kyron or Higby in the end zone because Higby, five receptions, only 29 yards, but two touchdowns. Yep. A long of seven. Yeah, shout out Tutu Atwell, you know. With Cup and Puka both being kind of banged up, Tutu Atwell had three receptions on three targets for 76 yards. Here. Huge. But on Arizona's side, it seemed like early in the game, this team could not move the ball, and they kept trying to run up the middle, and Aaron Donald just kept saying no. Simply. Why why do you run at Aaron Donald? Yeah, if anything, go anywhere he's not. Work the outside and you're golden. Yeah. Yeah, but James Conner just couldn't. First of all, James Conner couldn't go anywhere in this game. Six for 27. But the same goes for Michael Carter and DeMarcado. Both just could not get their way. Even Kyler not running the ball. Only had one carry for two yards. But in the air, he started to turn it up a little bit. Um, You know, they had a good first drive. They were up 8-7 because they went for two, you know, I don't even know, like a wildcat setup where they like ran in the two point conversion. It was weird. Yeah, it was Clayton Toon. Yeah, they did. Oh yeah, they did. They they keep doing that. They keep doing tush pushes with Clayton Toon. That's what it is. It works, man. It does. <laughs> it, it you know it didn't really help, uh, considering they only put up six more points in this game uh, after they uh, I believe Matt Prater missed the extra point or no they went for two again I think and didn't get it. Uh, there at the end, which going for two would have not changed a single thing in the fourth yeah. quarter. But yeah, this uh, this was a weird one, man. But the Rams, 
look good. They do. Welcome, welcome back, Kyron Williams. Yeah, that's the that, biggest that's, story here. That's all you got to say, man. It's like immediate factor. Yeah, and like Aaron Donald really didn't do anything. <laughs> like he was just like getting to the quarterback, wasn't getting the sacks, but wasn't getting the tackles either. It was just a matter of occupying some linemen and yeah, opening it up for his other guys on the defensive line. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, the Cardinals, once again, I question their will to win um, because, you know, they, what they they get uh, they get the Texans pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get the Texans pick, so they probably they probably want to lose at this point, knowing that the Texans aren't going to have the best pick in this draft. Um, what do they go after? That's the biggest question. Like, what? Do, I I I definitely think they got to get a wide receiver, and I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is screaming their name. Um. But I don't know. Yeah, like I obviously you could add some pieces on the defense for sure. Uh, it could use it, but man, it's hard with Kyler, like Cameron Kinchins. Oh, 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 Cooper Dijon. See, I think that's way too high for Cooper. Yeah, Dijon. no, but I'm talking to like. Yeah, actually, yeah. If it, it when they pick for the Texans, that could be different. Cooper DeJean could be in the talk, as long oh. as as long as the Steelers don't pick before him, because I think the Steelers would love Cooper DeJean. Yeah. Imagine he doesn't even need to change colors. Him and uh, him and Joey Porter Jr. Oh my oh. god, they've got the pass rush. But honestly, they need a quarterback. They're just not going to be in the right spot to pick one. So they might trade down. But we're not talking about the Steelers draft right now. Uh, We're actually moving on to the next game, which was Chiefs-Raiders. And the Chiefs take it 31-17, but not without a scare. The Raiders Mm -hmm. were up 7-0 at the end of the first, and then Kansas City puts two on them in the second quarter. It's tied up 14-14 at the half. The Raiders stay in it. But the Chiefs pull away there. At the end, they win it 31-17. But a bad game, kind of, for Isaiah Pacheco. Not efficient. Couldn't really get uh, any long runs to save himself. But get him down there near the uh, near the five-yard line. He's a touchdown machine. 15 carries, 55 yards, two touchdowns. Mahomes had you know, an average Mahomes day. A great day for just about any other quarterback. 27 for 34, 298, two touchdowns, no picks, only got sacked once. Uh, Rasheed Rice, one hell of a game. Eight receptions, 107 and a touchdown. Uh, Kelsey, six receptions, 91 yards. No Taylor Swift means no touchdown. Um, And then, uh, yeah, that's really it. No use in talking about anybody else there. Um, For the Raiders, though, Aiden O'Connell looked very good. I'll give him that. 23 for 33, 248, one touchdown. Didn't turn the ball over once, which is huge for this Raiders team. And, you know, Devontae Adams, considering he was being marked by Legereus Sneed for most of the game, five receptions, 73 ain't bad. And Jacoby Myers with some big plays in this one, six receptions, 79 yards, and the touchdown. I still, I liked how the Raiders looked. Yeah, no, absolutely. They played a hell of a game. Yeah, and, and Max Crosby, dude. 
Oh, I know he only had one sack and it was his only tackle in this game, but the pressure that he put on Patrick Mahomes in this game was crazy. We need to find this man a new team. Oh, oh my God, yes. Send him to the Niners. Yeah, also, sober guy in Las Vegas. <laughs> He's got to be yo, willing to look somewhere else. Yo, imagine him on the Niners. Yo, imagine him on the Falcons. Niners don't have a space for that guy. They'll find space. Yeah. They'll run like five linebackers. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anything else to uh, to talk about with this one? No. Just an average Chiefs win. Yeah. Yeah. You're spot on. Uh, all right. Let's move on to uh, the best final game. game. The yeah. Easily the best game of the day. Uh, and the final game that has been decided thus far Bills Eagles. And it lived up to the hype despite the records coming in. This was a fucking close one. Josh Allen looked great, but the Eagles get the best of them in overtime, 37-34. But good God, Josh Allen, 29 for 51 is questionable. Yeah, that's I'm not throwing the flag on that one. But 339, two touchdowns, one pick, one sack. I'll give him that. But 29 for 51, questionable. It's under review. I will say, weather was horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he was not scared to throw. Yeah. But listen, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, 18 for 31. Yeah. For only 200 yards. Yeah, but three touchdowns. Yeah, but still. Either way. But also, Josh Allen had nine carries for 81 yards. Yeah, that was big. Jalen Hurts, 14 carries, 65 yards. But he had two rushing touchdowns. Same goes for Josh Allen. Um <laughs> DeAndre Swift had a good game, though. 14 carries, 80 yards. Um, James Cook, pretty quiet. Really inefficient today. But um, that that interior defensive line for the Eagles was unbreakable. Yeah, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis, the Georgia tandem, just fucking insane. Like, they had the Bills pinned on, like, the two-yard line. Or, like, I think they're on the four-yard line to start the drive. Jordan Davis took on probably three guys to get them all out of the way. And Jalen Carter got him a tackle for loss and like put him down on the two yard line. That tandem together is genuinely unstoppable. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. But Devontae Smith and Gabe Davis match each other as well. Just like everybody else on these teams, they all match each other. Gabe Davis, six receptions, 105, one touchdown. Devontae Smith, seven receptions, 106, one touchdown. Crazy. First of all, Gabe Davis should never get 12 targets. He should never have more targets than Stephon Diggs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, Stephon did have six receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. So not a bad game, but uh, A.J. Brown, where the fuck were you, dude? Five receptions, 37 yards? Yeah, he had a touchdown, but shit. For the first half, he had zero targets, zero receptions. Yeah, he was getting locked. Straight up locked by uh, Rasul Douglas, I think was uh, on him for a lot of this game. Shout out former Atlanta Falcon Olamide Zacchaeus. 
Love my guy. Scored a touchdown in this game, a 29-yarder. Um, Shout out Julio Jones. Doing yeah. Julio Jones things. Yep. One reception for zero yards on three targets. Perfect. Fantastic. I'm glad they're getting the best out of Jet. <laughs> um, yeah. What a, what a good pickup for them. Yeah. What a what a phenomenal pickup. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, like this game was just absurd. I feel like this is one that deserves kind of a, a bit of a scoring breakdown. Um, so the Bills, Bills were up 17-7 going into the half. Um, just, okay, looks pretty good. Philly looked horrible. Couldn't even get into field goal range. Um in that second quarter. But they come out in the third. They get the touchdown. They make it 17-14. But the Bills answer. Josh Allen, big 16-yard rushing touchdown. They take the or they keep the lead, extend it 24-14. Then the fourth quarter comes, and this offense woke the fuck up. Devontae Smith gets a touchdown, makes it a three-point game. Olamide Zacchaeus gets a touchdown. They make it a four-point lead. Then Gabe Davis gets a touchdown. They take the lead back only by three. That sets up Jake Elliott for a 59-yard field goal that was an absolute blast to end regulation. They go into overtime. You get a field goal from Tyler Bass from 40 yards, gives them the three-point lead, and then Jalen Hurts finishes the game with his legs, and they win 37-34. Just insanity. It, this yep. is what we are looking for from this kind of matchup. Despite how the Bills came into this game, these are the teams that you want to see do this. Yeah, and when you look at it, A.J. Brown almost cost them the game. Luckily, oh, yeah. he didn't you know, make a football move and didn't have possession long enough, but he almost cost them on that fumble. Yeah, very close. Uh, but yeah, overall, just a phenomenal fucking game. You know, yeah. Philly... The, was it the Kelly Green jerseys were out today? And, man, were they beautiful. Definitely. Like, but if you want to entertain yourself, go look at the win probability thing on ESPN. <laughs> Good Lord. Ooh. Like, you Ooh. had a point where the Bills were at an 89.8% chance to win with 35 seconds left in the fourth quarter. All the way to, you know, overtime where it finally just, like, sways the Eagles' direction. It is crazy, crazy stuff. A, a, a truly good game, like a great game. This is one of those that you circle on the schedule going into the season, and it lived up to the hype. Yeah, absolutely. But let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about the game that's going on right now. Ravens-Chargers. The Ravens are up right now, 13-3. Uh, <laughs> it's not good. Definitely not a good game. Um, Chargers are playing like shit. Yeah. Lamar's having a good one. 14 for 25, 154 and a touchdown. He's also got 33 rushing yards. Um, Gus Edwards not doing much. Not finding the red zone. Uh, six for 16. Unfortunately, no Gus bust today. No, no hunt punch either. Um, they were just fucking us over, man. They must have heard that last week we stopped doing the recaps, so I wasn't allowed to do it anymore. <laughs> they must know. Um, 
Nelson, oh, sorry, wrong person, Zay Flowers, has a touchdown, three receptions, 24 yards for him. Isaiah Likely getting some targets in the absence of Mark Andrews, four receptions, 40 yards um, on the Chargers side. There's n- Nobody should get the spotlight. I'll just say that. Nobody. Nobody's yeah. getting the spotlight except uh, Herbert's pick. We can give uh, Keenan Allen the spotlight. Yeah, five receptions, 35 yards. Pretty solid. No, I I was just going to say the fumble. Oh, yeah, he also did lose a fumble, as well as Austin Eckler, who I earlier said is the worst ever. Uh, he still is. Five carries, 18 yards, um, and a fumble. Yeah. Just, One. this team sucks. Except Khalil Mack, two sacks. Yeah, he's he's trying his best, man. He like, is, the Chargers, de- the Chargers defense is playing really well right they now. They are. The, the fact that it's, you know, almost the end of the third quarter and Baltimore has only put up 13 points is a testament to the Chargers' defense. But as we've talked about, I think me and you were talking about it before we started recording, whenever the Chargers' offense plays like shit, the defense is fantastic. Whenever the Chargers' offense plays great, the defense sucks. Yeah. When there's a disparity like that, it feels like it's a coaching problem. Who who would have thought the Raiders would have a better record than the Chargers? Not me. Like, Definitely well, not me. Jimmy G gets hurt. Who would have thought the Vegas would be better than the Chargers? Yeah. Like, come on. It's insane. It's it really yeah, is. There's a, there's a reason we haven't been talking much about this game. It's just because, like, there's Yeah, there's nothing. nothing to update you on. Yeah, Things are just OB, happening. OBJ starting to run some more slants, you yeah. know. That's about it. Nelson Aguilar still drops passes. Yeah, just dropped another one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, he got he, he got lit up though after that. Yeah. Derwin James said backbreaker. Shut up. Go Knowles. Yeah, we'll talk about them. Later yeah, we'll on. talk about them later. All right. Let's uh do a little preview for Monday Night Football though. Bears, Vikings, Justin Fields versus Josh Dobbs. Two best running quarterbacks in the league. Who 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 are you taking in this game, Gray? It's tough, man. I, I'm thinking the Bears. There, There is something to look for with the Bears. Do I trust it? Fuck no. no. I don't trust them at all. Um, I And I, the biggest thing is I need to know who the running back is on this team. It's Justin Fields. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, who has running back on the depth chart and is the running back for this team? Khalil Herbert, I would assume. I don't know. Because I think, I think sometimes Foreman's out. Okay, because sometimes Foreman gets, uh, yeah, he is out this game. But, like, it seems like he gets all the fucking carries in the red zone. And it's like Khalil Herbert did everything to get you up there. And then you give it all to Dante Foreman, who half the time ends up doing jack shit. You just need to know if you need to start Khalil Herbert. I do need to know that. But also, Roshan Johnson is a factor in this conversation, too. Yeah, absolutely. They have a they have a committee. Yeah. But here's the thing. The Bears play the best when Justin Fields is doing both passing and running. True. True. So, and with Donta out, you can expect some running for Fields. We saw that last week and they won. Yeah. Right? They did play. I, wait, did they win or did they just no, they just played no, well and lost to better. the Lions. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. It felt yeah. like a win to the Bears, honestly. Yeah. But then again, the Vikings love to win right at the end. So this one certainly could be a close game all the way through. 
I, I think, I think yeah. the Vikings pull it out. Earlier in the season, the Vikings won 19 to 13. Yeah. I, think I got a feeling them. it's something similar. I th- Maybe I higher scoring. Like, Maybe higher scoring. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go 28 to uh, 28-21. Okay. No field goals. 28-21. Okay. And it's weird because, you know, Cairo Santos loves to kick a good field goal every now and then. Yeah. But Bears kickers love to miss a field goal every now and then. Um, Cody Berkey throwing some shade out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know what? Fuck. I'm going with the Bears. Give me the Bears. Let's go. Bears. 24-21. The Bears. Fuck yeah. Game winning field goal. What's funny is I, I definitely, I made a prediction on Friday about that game. Don't know what I said. Probably said the Vikings. <laughs> oh, yeah, we love it. Look, I made that prediction on Wednesday. I'm a different man. Thanksgiving already <laughs> happened. I've changed. I was about to say. <laughs> uh, man. All right, Gray. Yeah. So that wraps up um, another week of the NFL. And um, because the uh, the MLB offseason is stagnant this week, we had all these signings when the free agency opened. Now there is just radio silence. It's nothing. I couldn't come up with anything to talk about, so we're just going to do our way-too-early MLB playoff predictions. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, no rhyme or reason. You know, most of the free agents haven't even been settled. Um. We don't know who's going to be on what team. Yeah, we're just, exactly. We're going to give you our immediate thoughts. Yeah, and, and honestly, I don't care what you factor into it, into your decision-making. Yeah. You could say that I think the Dodgers are going to get Shohei Otani, and that's why they're going to be the best team in the NL. That's cool. Because that's exactly what I'm I'm also saying. But let's start with the AL. Um, yeah. Let's start with the AL because I think it is interesting. You have the World Series champions in the AL. But a lot of teams that got something to say. For sure. Um, all right. Well, let's go. Uh, who is your one seed division winner? One seed division winner? I'm, I'm going back. I'm going Baltimore Orioles. Okay. I think the Rays get it this year. Okay. I, I have just, a feeling think- they're going to make they're gonna make moves. The Orioles probably take a little bit of a step back. Only because of starting pitching. Like their rotation is going to change a little bit. Yeah, well, I feel like they go out and get better. In Possibly. The starting Possibly. And, and with them getting knocked out first round, they're coming for blood this year. Yeah. Look, I, I, I think you could really go either way in this division, though. Yeah. But it's still between these two for sure. Oh, 100%. Number one seed will be from the AL East. Yeah. Without a doubt. All right. Let's go to the Central then. Or, sorry, the West. Or whoever you think is the second. The, the second seed division yeah. winner. Texas Rangers. I think it's the Houston Astros again. Okay. World Series teams take a step back. Yeah, they always do. Yeah, I got a feeling the Rangers, because look, Jordan Montgomery, free agent, probably not coming back. Man, you're contradicting yourself, man. You said, remember when we talked about it, you were like, <laughs> you're just saying that's so he's going, you want him to go to ATL, don't you? Yeah. But, when we talked about it, you were like, oh, he's staying for sure. I I don't know. I really don't. Uh, but their bullpen's going to change, too. Araldis is a free agent. 
Um, th- th- you know, a World Series team. Okay, look, I say this because the Braves lost Freddie Freeman, but if you don't look at that, they always lose the small pieces that matter. You know what I mean? Are you trying to say Freddie Freeman was a small piece? No. I'm saying <laughs> outside of the Braves. Yeah. There's yeah. always like a couple of guys in that squad that end up leaving, and it does change some things. You have to address certain positions after that World Series win. I think, I don't know. I don't, I, maybe I don't trust the Rangers to do that. Like Will Smith. Like, but also, like, like think about it. They didn't, they didn't even win this division. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. Who, what team is Will Smith going to be on? Because, <laughs> that's to, true. To, that's a good way to, to place, win a World Series right now. I need to place my bet. Yeah. I I will say if it's on the athletics, don't don't do it. Hey, you never know. <laughs> you know I how much still... everybody in that locker room's gonna hate him just waltzing in there with three World Series rings? Just hey, where y'all been the past couple years? Yeah, and Shay Langoliers was like, Well, I was in the minors. <laughs> will Smith's like, yeah, you, this this is the fo- I can't get away from this guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think Texas is going to stay, stay at number two. I think they're going to. I think they'll win this division. I think yeah. Houston's on a. I think Houston's on a de- decline right now. I don't know, man. I still think they have the offense. You know, like think yeah. about it. if if you have a full year of healthy Altuve who missed a lot of games, Jordan missed some games. Like, yep. you had so many guys get hurt. If Jeremy Pena gets out of that sophomore slump. I think they Brands could be colors. a much more improved team. Yeah, and Verlander's back for the whole season. For now. <laughs> Can't forget about that. For um, so, right. yeah, I think the Astros are the two seed. All right. Central. Yeah, the se- the Twins. It's hard yeah. to go anywhere else. It, it, it's either Twins or Guardians. It always but the is. thing is, Guardians, like Tito fucking retired. Steven yeah. Vogt is their manager now. I'm going Twins. I'm going Even- Tigers. Tigers... Okay, well, I'm going Twins. I think the Tigers are going to be better than the Guardians, though. Yeah, 100. percent Sorry, I thought I thought you said the Tigers sorry. were winning the division. I'm sorry. I was like, the Tigers will was, be better than the Guardians. I was like, you know who plays shortstop for them, right? The Tigers. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm blanking. Who is Javi? shortstop? Oh shit! Yeah. I don't know Come if he'll on. be starting next year. He is so bad. <laughs> He's horrible. But yeah, I but think they've made two good pickups. They picked up Canna, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. then they picked up Kenta Maeda today. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Shit, does that mean uh Yamamoto's gonna go to the Tigers? Is Kenta Maeda Japanese? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, I think I saw an article where like Yamamoto was like he looked Yeah, he wants he, like, to play with fellow Japanese players. And well, yeah, but he also Kenta Maeda he looked, is Japanese. He they asked him who, like, one of his, like, his, like, when he growing up pitching, two people he looked up to, one Tanaka, two Maeda. Nice. So. Yeah, shit, fuck you, it, Darvish. Yeah, I, I fucking know. I think uh, it's just weird, but, yeah, twins take this division easily. Even when they lose Sonny Gray, they'll, yeah. they'll be. They'll yeah, be I think they'll right. be fine. Um, all right. Well, now the wild card spots. I obviously think the Orioles will have the first wild card spot since I had the Rays winning that division. And I'm going to have the Rays getting yeah. that first wild card spot. Yeah. All right. This is where it gets weird. Yeah. This, it gets freaky this it gets here. Weird. Give me the Mariners in my next wild card spot. Give me the Yankees. Yeah. 
Give me the Yankees. Yo, does Luke have a gun to your head or nah, something right nah. now? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. You would see him in the reflection of this picture. No. I, I'm i basing this two- off the fact that I think they're going to have a decent free agency. Yeah. They basically do every year. Yeah, but I, I think it's building up. If Rodon okay. comes back and he's okay, you know, Frankie Montas is going to be healthy. I think people yeah. forgot he's even on the Yankees. Um same goes for Nestor Cortez, who's going to be coming back. Obviously, you're going to have the reigning AL Cy Young winner, Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, if we can get a healthy year out of him, Cody Bellinger, maybe, maybe Jimer Candelario. There's some guys, maybe Matt Chapman as well. Um, you know, we'll see. But I think if they if they can pick up the right pieces, they can, you know, they can win 88, 89 games. Actually, you know, scratch that. I I changed my mind about Seattle. I just I don't know why I didn't do this. It's the Astros taking Thank you. that spot. Yeah, I mainly was... because I forgot I just you know left them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Astros are taking the second okay. spot. Third spot. What you think? Even though Shohei leaves, the Angels no. are taking. Dude, the shut Angels up! Taking. Shut up! Watch, watch, baby. Shut up. Wash is taking it. Yeah, no, nah, that's some that's some a one dick riding right there, bro. <laughs> that is, is yeah, a one right. dick riding. I'm fucking with you. This, as much as I want that to happen, yeah, like to see Wash go to a playoff with this in his first year with the Angels. Um, you know, even though they finished last in the East, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Boston. Oh. I think Boston's gonna get active and get yeah. Rafi some help, and then they're gonna yeah. upgrade pitching staff. So I think they're they'll be the three seed in the East, and they'll be the th- the third wild card team. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, yeah, I'm doing it. Give me the Tigers. Fuck the Rangers. <laughs> the Rangers are missing the playoffs next year. Wow, is that is? So you got two hot takes, and we're not even through MLB yet. Yep, Rangers are missing the playoffs. Both of your hot takes would have been perfect stake your claims. I know. And I actually, I don't think I wrote a stake your claims. So, <laughs> I don't you know. It might, it might be college football uh, for the for the official stake your claims. I don't know. I, I got some hot ones on the NL, too. <laughs> if you want me to All fire right. off another, the Blue Jays are going to win 70 games. Makes sense, bro. They're shit right now. Yeah, they suck. And they're going to lose Chapman. I think Kevin Gossman's going to leave. Yeah, probably, uh, what is it, Chris Bassett's probably gone too. Yeah. I think they're going to really be bad. Um, all right. Any Anything else for the AL that you want to talk about? Anybody that's super close to making it? The Angels, man. The Angels are uh, they are going to be right there on the border. You don't Did you forget so. about the Mariners that you just barely scratched off your list? They're close too. Okay. It's going to be... Like, you got, see, uh, on the outside looking in, three teams, Angels, Mariners, Yankees. They'll, they'll be on the outside looking okay. in. Okay. My three teams are uh, the Rangers, Red Sox, and uh, the Mariners. Mariners, yeah. Okay. Bottom three teams, White Sox, Athletics, Royals. Uh, Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yo, hot take, White Sox are going to have the worst record in baseball next year. 
I don't know how hot that is. I mean, when you have the athletics in there too, it's that's true. All right, well let's get let's get to the National League so we don't get into into a rabbit Braves. hole. Um, Dodgers. Ah, oh, fuck you. I just think I mean, adding I, Shohei Otani is insane. Even even with Shohei, they like they'll still get the second seed in the NL. I don't know, man. Like for the Braves to win, first of all, back to back years of a hundred wins is crazy. It's real hard to get the third one. I just all we gotta do is get us like a solid left fielder that doesn't platoon with Kevin. Pillar. Yeah, but that that doesn't address the starting pitching. That doesn't address the bullpen. Yeah, but we've already talked about the moves that the Braves are gonna make. We're yeah, gonna but go out- the thing is, it's like obviously we can hope that they go out and make these moves. If they don't make one of them, that's. Maybe a couple of wins. We'll talk about that later down the road when, you know, free agency gets hot. But right now we know those moves are going to happen. Fair. If you think those moves are going to happen, you can factor it in. I don't, I don't know if we'll make every move we need to. Yeah. I think, I think it's automatic. We get a very solid starting pitcher with all the shit that we've already done this off season. It, Either Jordan Montgomery, Sonny Gray, one of those two, if not both, will be in Atlanta Brave. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. We already went out and got Ronaldo Lopez, which I think will be like a beautiful asset to the Braves yeah. bullpen. And then if we go out and get Josh Hader, the lefty we need, I don't think we will. But he's definitely one of the top guys we're looking at. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I would rather not get Josh Hader get those two starting pitchers and then go get Lourdes Gurriel for left field. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you said, Tyler Matzik's coming back. Like we, you have mentor, we have Pierce Johnson. And there's going to be uh, some cheap relievers out there that are certainly worth the money. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I, I think, look, I think we will make moves. I don't know if it addresses everything. Cause like fundamentally, I know we won 104 games. There was things wrong with this team that going into the playoffs was an issue. Obviously, in the playoffs, the biggest issue was the offense slowing down, which can't have any control over that. We had the best offense in baseball all season, and then it just seemed to have died at the end. But I just think that the Dodgers, you can't count them out ever. We tried to count them out early in the season this past year. They still won 100 games. You add Otani into that lineup, and it's just like, okay, how does that not account for a few more wins? I think when we look at it, the way I look at it, if Otani was pitching 100%, oh, yeah, yeah. they would be the best team. But with him not pitching and only hitting, I just – it's going to be very beneficial yeah. for them, but it's not to put it over the Braves in my opinion. Yeah, all right. I don't know. I just I, I think it's hard to win that many games that many times. But it, it's going to be close because I'm interested to see this Braves team offensively yeah. But also defensively with Ron Washington leaving. Yeah, I, I think be- it changes things. But then again, you know, this infield is this infield. You know, these guys, yeah, they, they grew with him. They these guys are gold glove caliber. Yeah. So I, it's just it's just gonna be interesting to see. It will. You know? Oh no, I definitely agree. I think base running decisions as well. We've had a history of, of bad base running decisions with a couple of these guys on this team. 
without Ron Washington holding up that stop sign at third and without EY fucking rounding him to second, who knows what might happen? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But um, let's move on, though. Who's your second? Second, I'm going Dodgers. Braves. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I'm in the same boat. It's going to be a close margin. Like, it's going to yeah. be a matter of, like, you know, 103, one, like 100, 103, 99, something like that. I, I think it's yeah. going to be super close, but, you know, somebody's got to take it. And honestly, yeah. I don't want the Braves to be the best. Yeah, because you don't <laughs> want that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's something Honestly, about being the best in the regular season that scares me let, going into the let playoffs. Us, let us be a wild card so we don't oh, have that. Oh, that would be awesome. Fly. I would love yeah. to say the Phillies are going to win this division. They're fucking not. No, but I, I don't want that like weak bot, like that first round bot. That, yeah. That's when like, we saw it. it knocked three yeah. of the first. I would love for whoever wins the Central to be better than us. <laughs> I, going on that, Gray, who do you have winning the Central? Got the Cubs. Okay, I got the Reds. Whoa. Whoa. I have Okay, so first of all, I think the Brewers take a big step back. Yeah. For sure. Well, well is uh Woodruff's so, leaving? Is Corbin leaving or is he he signed a deal, right? I don't know. He might be on the move. I think I think Corbin's on the move. We'll have to see. But you also lost your manager to the Cubs. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. And yeah. the Cubs Considering they just broke the record for most money paid to a manager, I got a feeling they're opening up the checkbook this year. Mm-hmm. And Listen. if they can, let's say, let's just say they keep Belly, they get a pitcher like maybe a Sonny Gray or a Jordan Montgomery, that team looks real fucking good. Fuck it. Just get Shohei in, at Wrigley Field, bro. No, but uh, and Brewers already lost Mark Canna. Yeah, he's gone too. So like, it's it's gonna be an in- interesting. The Brewers are literally gonna be led by William Contreras. Yeah. All right. Let's be honest. The St. Louis Cardinals can't be this bad next year, right? I don't think Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson push the needle that much. No, but they can't be this bad next year, right? Like they I don't, can't be worse than the Pirates. I don't think they'll be 71 and 91. But I, I will say, I think the Central will be the most competitive division. 100%. But it's going to be competitive in a weird way because I don't think it'll be the best teams. No, but they're, they're going to kick so each close. other's asses. They'll just be so close yeah. to where like any yeah. team can jump from. They, someone can jump from fourth to first. Yeah. I, I think it will be like that again. That's how it was this past year. Um, besides so, the Cardinals. Yeah, besides the Cardinals. But, uh, yeah, I've got the Cubs winning that division. Who are, is your first wild card team? First wild Give me the D-backs. Same. Yeah. I, I think, think they're, they're they're building off that young yep. core. But here's the thing. I just, It's going to be interesting if they re-sign Gurriel. But if not... I mean, you can go out and get somebody. They're oh, gonna yeah. build their. They're gonna build their starting pitching. They're gonna build their bullpen, and their lineup offensively is already pretty solid. Yeah. They're just they're so young that they're just gonna keep growing. Yeah, there's a particular guy that I would like for them to go out and get, uh, and it's J.D. Martinez. I would like to see a reunion. 
JD go back home. Yeah. JD go back home. Nice. <laughs> Goes back. Goes back home. Yeah. You can write it on a whiteboard a hundred times uh, after this episode, but uh, yeah, I think that would be a sick addition. You just add just a straight up power bat into this lineup because there's not like a a huge power bat in that lineup. Maybe Christian Walker. Yeah. Just Yo, hear it. me out. Hear me out. They go out and get Candelario. I wouldn't hate that one either. I think that's a, that would be a great move. Because listen, Longoria's got to be about wrapped up, right? I don't know. He's 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 shown some games, man. Especially in the playoffs, he had a couple of good games. Yeah, he did. But I mean, you go out and get Candelario, you're yeah. You've got you know Christian Walker could play DH for a day. You could let Candelario play first. Candelario out of JD Martinez there. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. But shit, you throw JD in left field a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it before. Uh, no. I think they're going to improve. I do, Honestly, too. I, I see them, you know, they're an 84-win team that went to the World Series. Maybe they don't go to the World Series next year. I think they could win somewhere closer to 90 games. Yeah. I think it's going to be a real dogfight against the Dodgers, especially yeah. if the Dodgers don't get Otani. Agreed. If the, yeah. if the Dodgers don't get Otani, I think the Diamondbacks could really do something here. But the problem is, is if the Dodgers don't get Otani... Who does? Uh, he could go to another team in this division. Yeah, like the Giants, mm. which would now, make things interesting. That... But in my fantasy world, he goes yeah. to the Dodgers, which, okay, more my nightmare, he goes to the Dodgers. And that is the <laughs> nightmare that I will be living through for this uh, particular activity. Who's your second wild card team? Second wild card team, I have the Cubs. This one pains me, dude. The Padres. Hmm. Something about so, that team just like makes me want to say they take a step forward. Okay, so the fir- the first one and two are both from the West, and you have the Dodgers. Yeah. Fuck, are you gonna say the Giants are the third no, wild card team? No, 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 They don't get Otani. They don't get fucking seventy wins. But yeah, look. Okay, you look at that Padres team, and you're like, okay, okay, you got. You know, a, a platinum glove level defensive player in Haas Young Kim. Manny Machado, MVP caliber. Fernando Tatis, a gold glover in right field. And MVP caliber. Juan Soto, MVP caliber. Insanely good at getting on base. Xander Bogarts, silver slugger. Honestly, could be, you know, a, a more of like a Hank Aaron award caliber player. Why didn't it work this year? Fuck it, fine, no. But the way they got hot there at the end, the way those bats heated up, Jake Cronenworth, don't forget about him. Could never. There is a lot cooking in San Diego, and I think I think this is one of few chances they have. I think this would be a year for them to start winning some games. Oh, yeah. 100%. I like that. That's a good take. Listen, they were... What, two games away from making the wild card this year? Oh, yeah. And it was quite a climb to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, great. Number three, who you got? You got the fighting Phils. Okay. Can't count them out. Hot take, I got the Phillies missing playoffs this year. Interesting. Even with the re-signing NOLA. Yep. All right. You saying the Marlins? Uh-uh. 
You better not say the Mets. <laughs> I have the Mets, no bro. Way. I have the Mets. And it all starts with Yamamoto. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> and and adding some offensive weapons oh, and just pitching. No. <laughs> the the Mets are not going to be how they were this year. Uh, like, it kills me. It kills me yeah. to do it, Grayson. But I have a feeling that the Mets are they're going to be good this year. I just, like, I can't even fool myself into thinking that. I know, but it's just something tells me that they're going to spend so much money to win 85 games. Yeah. And I think the Phillies I don't know. Win. They're they're taking that youth system approach now. Yeah, it's and, and the I guys think, that they got in the or like in the farm system aren't guys that are been, gonna be coming up next year. Yeah. Maybe no, maybe we'll see some more Ronnie Mauricio. You know, obviously they have a catcher now, uh, which is nice, but yeah, they're just they're giving me last year's Diamondbacks vibes. Yeah, but I, I think going into the season, like people had belief in the Diamondbacks. I I predicted that the manager of the year, the Cy Young and the rookie of the year would come from them, and I predicted that they would come in second in that division, which was all right. Like going into the year, people believed in the Diamondbacks. I don't think there is a single person that will be believing in the Mets to even go above 500 going into this season. We'll see. We'll see. Look, Steve Cohen loves to open up the the wallet and just start throwing cash. So I'm sure somebody's going to fool him into giving him quite a lot of money. Yo, Grayson, hear me out. Aroldis Chapman is 100% going to be a Met next year. What are you doing (laughs) if you wake up in the morning and you see uh, alert – Signing Shohei Otani to the Mets. <laughs> the things that I would do, I can't even say nor charade uh, on this podcast in fear of it yeah. getting taken off of YouTube um, and me getting a wellness check. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, I just, no, I just. This is why it's way too early predictions, you know? We don't know what the yeah, fuck's going to Yeah, exactly. It is far too early to be making these predictions. The Washington Nationals could make a World Series run for all the fuck we know. <laughs> that is a great point. Yeah, Washington Nationals versus the uh, Cleveland Guardians. I'm not watching that. <laughs> no, nobody is. Oh, catch the ball! Sorry. <laughs> Any updates? No, score hasn't changed no. since we talked about it, and we've been talking about baseball for twenty minutes. Um, Zay Flowers just let a let a ball go right through his hands. All right. Well, this was a very fun conversation. I don't know what we're going to talk about, you know, in the coming weeks because still nothing is happening. Um, oh, we'll think of something. But yeah. for now, let's talk about rivalry week. The final week of the college football regular season concludes. In a pretty interesting fashion. Honestly, entertaining fashion. Just so much happening. But we typically go upsets, or or sorry, ranked versus ranked upsets, and then our top 10 teams. We're going in a similar order, but it's kind of just all over the place. Let's start with the biggest game of the week. 
Saturday, number three, Michigan, 30, number two, Ohio State, 24. Whoa. Whoa. Great game. Sharon Moore. Sharon Moore. Don't know how to say his name still. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, both of these quarterbacks suck. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's an obvious thing to pull from here. J.J. McCarthy, like 16 for 20, 148 yards and one touchdown. Yeah. And then you got Blake Corum, who had 22 carries on 88 yards and two touchdowns. Yep. This game sucked, honestly. Yeah. Kind of. Like, it was so close that it was good, and it, like, it's the game. It's going to be good. Yeah. Kind of sucked. Other than Marvin Harrison Jr., of course, the most entertaining player in college football. Five receptions, 118, and a touchdown. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's... I I tried to make a hot take at work um, and was like, oh, yeah, Marvin Harrison's going to get locked to under 51 and a half yards. <laughs> And then I he had I think he had a catch of forty four and I was yeah. like well fuck <laughs> yeah that's tough um yeah like Michigan was gonna win this game oh yeah the whole time I, which sucks listen, you had Ohio State winning when we talked about I know but your boy right here was 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 a go blue guy this week yeah see look I, you know what's crazy. If this whole cheating scandal wasn't being talked about, Ohio State probably does win this game. Probably. But everything everything had to go Michigan's way. Yeah. Like it, it had to. No Jim Harbaugh. All of it like it had to go Michigan's way in these circumstances. Yeah. I agree. And but it did. Yeah, over overall, it was like just very back and forth, back and forth, back yeah. and forth anyone's game and then Michigan, you know, just secured it. Yeah. And I, and I think both these teams are great. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you can take anything away from them. Um, if Travion Henderson could have gotten, you know, open your, you know, maybe a little better blocking on the offensive line, maybe he has a better chance. Like a long of eight for Travion Henderson is just crazy. But um, yeah, look, we'll the say- game went how it went. Roman Wilson talks a lot of shit for only having three receptions for 36 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. That man like, does talk that, a whole lot of shit. He's like, you're not tough. Like, bro, Steel Chambers rocked the fuck out of you. Yeah, and Steel Chambers had 13 tackles. Steel Chambers is gross. Yeah, like, he's crazy. We, we will see him on a professional field. Oh, yeah. And same with same goes for Tommy Eichenberg. Yeah. Same with Junior Colson, bro. Eleven total yeah. tackles, seven solo. Yeah, there's a whole lot of guys in this game that uh will be on Sundays. Uh, but for now, this one just uh just shakes up the college football playoff like it does, yep. uh, and like it has for years now. Uh, let's go to the other ranked versus ranked matchup though. Number six Oregon, number sixteen Oregon State. Oregon handles them thirty-one to seven. Uh, without a doubt. I think part of what killed Oregon State here is the announcement of Jonathan Smith getting hired. I believe it came out before this game happened on Friday. Oh. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. You know, your head coach gets a job before your rivalry game. Yeah, it's not That's a good tough. One. But um Damian Martinez just couldn't get anything. Yeah, and Bo Nix was getting everything. 
33 oh. for 40, 367 and two touchdowns. Um, oh, next even had a rushing touchdown, right? Jane Daniels, man, he's uh, yeah. it's between those two, we can confirm, is. right? Yeah, Penix has slowed down quite a bit. Obviously, Caleb Williams is dog shit. Um, it just depends what they look at. Like, do they look at just like straight stats? Yeah, which contribution to team, yeah, like, to winning team. I don't know. That's that's the big thing. Look, if Oregon wins the Pac 12 and Bonix has a great game against Washington. That's his Heisman moment, 100%. That sells it. Because, look, Jaden Daniels, yeah, he's had fantastic games. But he What's, Who's the good team he beat? That's Missouri. the problem. Yeah, it, Missouri's the best team they beat. And it was a close game. Yeah. And Jaden Daniels, like, didn't play all that. It was mainly yeah. like... Dude, Jaden Daniels, his best game against a good team was the loss to Ole Miss. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking at the numbers. But for Oregon... De- Tez Johnson, 11 receptions, 137. Troy Franklin, 9 receptions, 128, and a touchdown. Yeah. They, it's unfair. They didn't, they didn't need to run the ball because Bo Nix just, you know, throws it downfield to Tez or Troy. Yeah. Just black. Yeah. Yeah. Or just manhandles. Manhandles. But let's continue because, uh, look, I want to kind of get through these because I really want to talk about, obviously, next week's games, but also our college football playoff scenarios. So yeah, let's get into uh, our two upsets uh, of the week. Kentucky, 38, number 10, Louisville, uh, what, 30? Yeah, 31. Mm-hmm. Tough. The tough, thing tough, is, tough. Devin Leary didn't even play that well. No, he doesn't ever. It was he 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 only completed twelve passes. Yeah. And what's crazy is like they didn't run the ball well either, but they still put up thirty eight points. Yeah, it's like look, uh Isaiah Cummings, one reception, fifty five yards. Yeah. Ray Davis had three total touchdowns, four receptions, fifty one yards, two receiving touchdowns, and then one yeah. rushing touchdown on seventy six rushing yards. But yeah. it was it was enough, you know? Yep. It was enough because Louisville's offense did not look great at all. No, no, and and of course the kick return for a touchdown, uh, for Barry on Brown, is kind of the deciding factor here. You know they get that touchdown, gives them the points. Um, it was huge. It really was. Yeah, but we'll see how Louisville bounces back when they, uh, you know, play Florida State in the ACC championship next week. But Jahar Jordan had a decent game, sixty-seven yards, two touchdowns on the ground, and. Uh, Jack Plummer wasn't bad, you know, 24 for 33, two touchdowns, one interception isn't bad at all, um, but it could have been better considering Kentucky's been on quite the skid for the second half of the season. Yeah. Oh, touchdown Chargers. Oh, to who? Josh Palmer? Gerald Everett. Oh. oh, Josh Palmer's the one that didn't catch it on the play before. Yeah. We got a game now, folks. Yes, we do. We do have a game, so we'll have to update you guys at the end here. But, um, yeah, for now, Louisville loses to Kentucky. There were bitter rivals. But let's get to the other upset. Not as much of a big deal, you know, college football playoff implications and things of, like, you know, that nature. But Iowa State 42, number 19, Kansas State 35. What? I don't even know what to say, man. This game was crazy. This was Big 12 football. 
Why couldn't Iowa State do this against Texas? That's what I'm saying. Well, that's all I needed. Yeah. I'd be feeling a lot better going up against UGA. Yeah. Well, I can tell you how Iowa State did it against Kansas State. Abu Sama the third. <laughs> 16 carries, 276 yards, and three touchdowns. What about Jalen Noel? Three receptions, 160 yards with two yeah. touchdowns. Literally two players. One, Two players scored 42 points. <laughs> it's insane. Insane. And not to say that Kansas State couldn't run the ball either. 31 DJ, carries? Yeah, DJ Giddens had 31 carries for 114 yards. Okay, I want you to look at something. Go look. Okay, how many passes did Iowa State uh, attempt? 12. How many rushes did they attempt? 16. Or no, that's 23. Yeah, okay. Now look at Kansas State. 54 rush attempts? And, and 48 40... pass attempts. <laughs> and they lost. Bro, what? They lost this game. And they only had one turnover. Yeah. They only had nine more total yards. What? How? How? They had... Okay. Here's the jarring stat. Iowa State scored 42 points. And they only had 17 minutes and 48 seconds of possession. Kansas State had 42 minutes and 12 seconds of possession and lost this football game. Yo, listen to this. So, uh, Abu, 71-yard touchdown run. Yeah. And then a 77-yard touchdown run. And then Jalen Noel, 79-yard touchdown catch. Abu, 60-yard touchdown run. Dude, what? Noel, 82-yard touchdown catch. Like. It's insane. They don't need a red zone when they can just score from their side of the field. Yeah, they can just score from Kansas State's red zone. Kansas State had more total yards. Yeah. But they also run a billion more plays. I was about to say, they, they also had 32 first downs compared to Iowa State's 10 first downs. Yeah. Wow. Insane. Absolutely crazy. Crazy, crazy shit. That's about, that's about all you need to know. Yeah, that's, that's as much as we need to talk about that game. But, uh, yeah, just a barn burner uh, out there in uh, Kansas State. But uh, our next game... Um, We'll just get into the uh, the top-ranked teams. Georgia, number one Georgia, 31. Unranked Georgia Tech, 23. A real close one. But yeah. all things considered, Brock Bowers, Lad McConkey, and Ra Ra Thomas out of this game. Yeah. So that definitely changes things. You had a controversial face mask call, a um, few other things. But then again, no excuse for Georgia's fans to be complaining after this game. Yeah, wasn't uh Rosemary Saint out too? Yeah, yeah, Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint uh, out as well. Yeah, that's damn. So that's four playmakers missing. Yeah, four like the four primary guys to get passes. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't matter. No. Kendall Milton, Oof. crazy. Eighteen carries, one fifty six, two touchdowns. 
Yeah, that's averaging 8.7 yards a carry. At one point, he was averaging 10.5 yards a carry. Yeah, but I will say, Georgia Tech did a good job of staying in this game. They looked good in that first half. Yeah. I think this... Is it fair to say this is the worst Carson Beck has looked? Uh, I would say so. Yeah. Which makes sense when you know your your top four receivers are there. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I mean really about it i will yeah. say does uh does blaylock not catch passes for them dominic blaylock because he's at georgia tech because he was returning punts guess not he was at georgia before that wasn't that isn't that wasn't that brandon's friend uh yeah he uh he played baseball with uh my cousin yeah. that's what i thought but yeah i guess he's just not good enough to catch passes at georgia tech guess not yeah, that's wild. But yeah, overall, Georgia Tech, you know, looked 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 in the game there for a little bit, but overall, thirty one twenty three gets an unranked Yellow Jacket. It's not a great game. No, it's not. Um, but l- let's move on to. Uh, I guess we'll have to. We'll jump all the way to uh, number four, Washington, the Apple Cup. They only win twenty four twenty one over Wazoo. Cam Ward had a great game. Yeah. 32 for 48, 317, three touchdowns, two interceptions. You know, the two picks is tough, but Michael Penix, not a great game. 18 for 33, 204, two touchdowns and an interception. They just, they did it. They won, but, <laughs> you know, not a great showing whatsoever. Yeah, no, I agree. Washington just, you know, they looked flat. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of Roma Dunze. They were Dude, pretty bad. You, like Dylan Johnson you, was great as well. But. Did you see that fourth down run? No. I didn't get to watch much of this game. Uh, I'm not, not really too sure what happened. But, yeah, like, man, Washington State really could have won this game, which sucks. Um, knocking off Washington would have been huge. I know Collins uh, frozen, it appears. But, um I'll keep talking. Dylan Johnson had a good game for Washington, though. 21 carries, one touchdown on 82 yards. But what it all came down to, uh, some late plays. Colin, just so you know, you were frozen, so anything you've said for the last minute, I did not hear. You were frozen for me, too. So okay, just, well, it was recording on my end. So um, what were you saying? You were you started to say something about a uh, a fourth down run? Yeah, that, that fourth down run from Roma Dunze, that toss – to him and he like it was like a 23 yard run to really you know like save the game yeah you know it was 21 21 and it put them in field goal range as time was ticking yeah you you didn't see that big no i didn't i didn't i didn't watch any of this game it was like a reverse to roma dunze nice it was pretty sick yeah well look washington came came out with the win wasn't a good one at all this team all around really didn't play all that well you know, especially when you look at how bad Washington State has been, you know, outside of their win over Colorado, um, only had one win in the uh, their Pac-12 schedule, and somehow it was over Oregon State. Um, but then things took a a turn from the worst. Um, yeah, look, Washington State's alive. They uh, they head into the Pac-12 championship undefeated. You mean Washington? What did I say? Washington State. Okay, yeah, Washington is undefeated. I think you meant to say Washington stays undefeated. 
I, but I think that is what I said. I heard Washington State. Okay, whatever. Um, we'll move on, though, uh, to uh, this one. Uh, number five, Florida State, 24. The unranked uh, Florida Lizards, 15. <sighs> Dude, just first half. First half. Max Brown. I would have asked somebody to shoot me in the head. I was Y'all could not so stop mad. Montreal Johnson. Could we couldn't score. Stop. Yeah. It was bad. Tate couldn't do anything. Trey Benson finished the first quarter. One carry, negative 11 yards. Yeah, I mean, still. like, Yeah, you know, second half, he really turned up. Oh, yeah, for sure. 95 yards, three touchdowns to finish this game. Um, but, yeah, Montreal Johnson, unstoppable um, in this one. But, luckily, Max Brown, being so inexperienced, um, kind of saved us. Yeah. Because it, it really hurt Florida. Because, like, having Tate Rotomaker, who kind of just a career backup, redshirt junior, like, he knows what to do when he gets into the game. He just hadn't really done it. Um, He came in and just kind of played his role. Yeah, he threw into uh, pretty tough coverage a lot, especially to Keon Coleman. A lot of passes, and I get it. Keon Coleman, fantastic making catches in traffic, super physical, super athletic. A lot of those passes he threw to Keon should not have gone his way. Should have been, you know, keep it, run it yourself, just throw it away, something like that. But, you know, didn't throw a pick or anything, so I, I can't get that mad. But, uh, good Lord, was that run by Trey Benson there at the end huge. Yeah, that saved you. Oh, my God. Like, when, when in the second quarter you give up a touchdown, a field goal, and a safety, it just kills you. Like, in the fact that these guys were able to come out in the second half, score that touchdown in the third quarter um, on the first drive, and really set the tone, take the lead for the first time in the game, was huge for their confidence. And then, you know, to come out and play such a great fourth quarter, you know, I'm, I'm super glad we got the win. It was certainly not pretty, but first game for Tate Rotomaker, getting a win over our, you know, our bitter rival couldn't be happier. I see your reaction. What happened in this football game? Justin Tucker just missed a field goal. No now way. Chargers, Chargers have two and a half minutes to win this game. Mr. Automatic himself. And it wasn't like a far field goal. No, sure a 44 like, yarder. Yeah, like uh-oh, this this game just got fucking interesting. Yeah, 13-10 at the moment. Uh, Two minutes and 57 seconds. Yeah, look, the Knolls go undefeated in the regular season. we got to play one Louisville win next a- week. One win away from securing a spot in the in the playoffs. Yeah, don't get to your head of yourself. Or at least don't tell Kirk Herbstreit that. He won't believe you. But Listen, we'll be all right. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, all right, Texas domination. Yep, fifty-seven it. to seven over the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Quinn Ewers played so well that Arch Manning came in the game. <laughs> Jaden Blue running the ball. Never even fucking heard of that guy. Um, yeah, you know, with Jonathan Brooks out, this guy stepped up, man. Ten carries, one twenty-one and a touchdown. Shit. Yeah. You know, for a while, we thought it was C.J. Baxter that was going to take over the running back role. Yeah. Ah. You had 
three guys ahead of him in rushing yards in that game. Savion Reed, uh, nine carries, 72 yards. You had Quintrevian Wisner, seven carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown. And then Baxter with nine carries, 45 yards. But didn't really throw the ball all that much. They just ran it down Texas Tech's throat and got a, a huge win for him. Yeah, you know, Texas Tech's running back had more yards than the quarterback. Yeah. It was an ugly game for the Raiders, it honestly. definitely <laughs> was. Um, yeah, nothing really noteworthy to talk about uh, other than, you know, the arrival of Arch Manning, who then again, couldn't stay in another year. So Arch probably holds it out. Um, All right, I'm moving blanking. on. I'm blanking. Who's Texas's backup right now, though? Murphy. Or is the, uh, Malik Malik Murphy? Yeah, I think he transfers. Yeah, probably. Okay, well, you're eager to talk right. about Bama. You take the reins. Number number nine, Missouri Tigers. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Dude. Number eight, Alabama, twenty-seven, nah, nah, nah. unranked, just lost to New Mexico State, Auburn Tigers, twenty-four. Colin, how did the end of this game happen? What what nah. was the what was the scenario? Was it twenty-four? 20 with like no time on the clock after Jalen Milrow ran and threw the ball after he passed the line of scrimmage. Mm. And then, and mm-hmm. then Auburn didn't send anybody to blitz him yep. a million time in the pocket, dropped everybody back, but somehow left a wide receiver with a one-on-one in the back of the end zone. Right? Like, listen, a fourth and goal, but it realistically it's a fourth and 31. Yeah. To win the game, and you're telling me you don't have your whole defensive team on the line, like the goal line. There should be two defenders to a receiver. Yeah, and honestly, the defender should have just you know pushed him out of bounds for a pi. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't care. I'm not. I'm doing whatever it takes to not let him catch that ball. Yeah, but either way, Alabama like played. That game was Dude, fucking horrible. Shit. But I will say, Auburn's defense looked good against. It did, yeah. Like, like they looked good and they ran the ball well. Yeah, like they used a committee of running backs, uh, Jarquez Hunter, Demer- uh, what is it, Demary Alston, and even Peyton Thorne ran the ball well. Fifteen carries for fifty-seven yards. Yeah, but at the end of the day. Dude, that's just not a good win. Okay, how the fuck is Jalen Milrow really going to say, give me that Heisman after this game? Yeah, no. That's like that's like an Alabama fan, you know, gloating after this win, saying yeah. we're the best team in the nation when yeah. you win by three on an unranked Auburn team. Exactly. But I will say, and I, I always have said it, playing a, like nighttime at Jordan-Hare Stadium, is fucking scary. Like it's the ten year anniversary from the kick six. Yep. Anything can happen at, at, at Jordan Hare. Yeah. And you got the Milrow miracle. Oh, is that what we're calling it? I saw somebody call it the Mill Throw. I hate that. No, yeah, that was awful. It was yeah. like uh some of those like disaster like disaster in the pasture or something like that. Or that doesn't make like, sense. I like Mir- uh Milrow Miracle. Yeah, I guess that one works. I like that, but kind of a push off, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was enough to be called. Like, I'm not mad that they didn't call it or anything. Kind of officiating. Officiating. Let the players play. Like, there's missed calls on both sides. Of the field. 
Definitely. Like they sort of, they they kind of knew what was going on. Like it's an iron bolt, iron bolt. It's gonna be physical. Yeah. Just like let them play. But you know, I, I will say, like before we even move on, there was a time where Auburn won this football game. Auburn won all the way up until there was forty five seconds left in yeah. the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like I, it was Auburn. It's hard to say Auburn should have won this football game. Going into that final play, Auburn should have won this football game. Yes. 100%. Um, yes. But <laughs> Alabama pulled it off, I guess. I was sitting at a – I was eating dinner with my family at Chili's. And uh, I was Nowhere better to witness a great yeah. play at a Chili's. I actually, I saw the, uh, the Minneapolis miracle at a Chili's. Yeah. You know, I just finished my uh, ultimate Cajun pasta. Nice. Um, and I was like, my phone wasn't updating because you know you can never get good yeah. Wi-Fi in a Chili's. Facts. So no free shoutouts. I told my dad to get up, and I went and just took a seat at the bar there while they just continued eating. And I think the whole restaurant heard me yell. <laughs> <laughs> and I was sitting right next to an Auburn fan, decked out in his War Eagle shit. Okay. The problem is, is that that guy was definitely there the whole game watching at his local Chili's bar. Oh, he was. That's an issue. And the only chair open at the bar was right next to him. Somebody get this guy a wellness check. <laughs> this guy's getting but, drunk at the local Chili's watching the Iron Bowl. Bro, the thing is, I was so tempted to just like look at him and like shake his hand. But I just didn't. I got in the car. And I just like was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, we almost lost. It sure was interesting. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. All right. Well, now we, we can, can talk move. about Missouri. Let's talk about Missouri. Yeah. We'll we'll make you uh, stop reliving that horrible experience. Um, last thing, last thing, last thing. If okay. we play like that against Georgia, we're fucked. Y- yeah. If you play like that against. Um, Anybody besides and, Auburn, we're fucked. Yeah, New Mexico State. <laughs> I think if we play Auburn again and we play like that, we lose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I agree. Uh, all right. Next game. Final game. Missouri. Number nine, Missouri. Takes care of Arkansas. 48-14. Uh, it, this was the Cody Schrader game. 27 Bro, carries, 217 and a touchdown. Bro, should Cody Schrader be uh, mentioned? Should he be in New York? Nah. No, he's kind of been doing. He's had an insane year. year, though. I can't take that away from him. Twenty two hundred forty seven carries, one thousand four hundred eighty nine yards and thirteen touchdowns is ridiculous. Like, Will he be a Heisman insane. candidate? Unfortunately, not. But good lord, it's, is he good? It's like it is insane on what he's been doing this year. Yeah, and this is like he's a senior. This is really only his second year starting. And last year he only had 170 or 170 carries for 745 yards and nine touchdowns. This year, 13 touchdowns and like I said, 1,489 yards. Yeah, it's just like all they had to do is just run the ball here. And yeah. Also, how far has KJ Jefferson dropped this year? Like, never oh we were talking. God, we we were talking about him as being like one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. Yeah, because he was just like one of the few guys returning. But little do we know, he would literally be, like, the second worst. Yeah. Yeah, Cody Schrader, uh, second in uh, the FBS in rushing yards, only behind Ollie Gordon of Oklahoma State. 
Gosh. Ollie Gordon had 20 rushing touchdowns this season. <laughs> oh, my God. That is insane. Blake Corum at 22. That is wild. Yeah. All right. Well, enough talking stats. Um, yeah, look, Brady Cook had to do nothing. Cody Schrader did it all for him. And uh, this defense played great as well. So, big ups to him, man. Arkansas sucks. Um, one in seven in the SEC this year for Arkansas. Yeah. Tough scenes. Brutal. But, Absolutely. yeah, that, that does it for the recap. Any other big games that happened that uh, you wanted to bring up? Uh, not necessarily. Oh, Iowa-Nebraska. Got to bring up our weekly Iowa game. Uh, your Big Ten West champions, Iowa, uh, take it 13-10. to 10. Over the Huskers and Chuba Purdy, Brock Purdy's little brother. Um, look, man, Iowa, they just they just win football games. Yeah. Nothing else to say. Guess what we this over-under the- was set at, though? The lowest ever in, in college football history. 36. 25 and a half. Big old under right there. With <laughs> 23 points. 23 total points on a 25 and a half point line. Jeez. The bookies can't get them right, man. <laughs> they just can't. But oh, um, yeah, that's uh, that's it for Iowa. That's all I have to care about. Oklahoma State and BYU going to OT. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And that game Ollie, really could have shook some things up. You have Ollie Gordon, thirty-four carries for a hundred and sixty-six. Yeah, which five, when five you look at it, that's touchdowns. really inefficient. Yeah, five breaking <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. That is insane. It, it definitely was an insane game. Uh, App State beat the living shit out of Georgia Southern. Um, Don't even need to look at the final score for that one. Uh, Clemson, oh, also, Clemson beat South Carolina, which made South Carolina not bull eligible. Um, Florida State beating uh, Florida made Florida not bull eligible. BYU losing. Now they're on uh, bowl eligible, and James Madison and Jacksonville State both are going bowling. Yo, hold on. I'm looking at the stats for the Clemson Tigers and uh, South Carolina. Yes, you would be correct. Clemson did not score an offensive touchdown in one. Well, it's it's not just that. But Spencer Rattler was the best quarterback, and he only had 112 passing yards. Yeah, Ked Klubnik sucks. Remember when we were talking about him as like a preseason Heisman? Hmm. <laughs> like that was an actual conversation had at one point. That was a, that was a big blunder. Yeah, Cade Klubnik, man. DJ had a significantly better season than him. Also, we got an update. We got a score. Oh. 20 to 10. Zay Flowers. Uh, Zay Flowers rushing touchdown? Oh, yeah. A A long one, one, too. Pause. 37-yard rushing touchdown for Zay Flowers. Hell, yeah. My team is insane right now. Look, whenever Zay Flowers does something good, I, I feel a personal win. Yeah. I hyped that man up heavy. Yeah. You're the reason I drafted him, or I traded for him, honestly. I'm glad. I'm very glad. All right. Let's get into 
the games next week, the ones that really matter. Mm. The college, well, not the college football playoff, the conference championship games uh, certain, uh, certainly matter next week. And there are big matchups across the board. Start Starting with Friday. New- Shut the fuck up. We're not starting <laughs> with the Conference USA, New Mexico State versus Liberty. Nobody cares that Liberty went undefeated, and nobody cares about that game at all. It's about 8 p.m. on Friday. Number six, Oregon versus number four, Washington at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas for the Pac-12 championship and probably a spot in the college football playoff. Yeah, a winner. the winner of this game is in. Most likely. I think it's almost certain. Things could happen. You think if Oregon wins, they still don't make playoffs? I don't think if it's an if Oregon wins. They do win this game. But I don't know. We'll see. I think it's crazy right now that Oregon is a nine and a half point favorite. Oh, yeah. That's that's insane. But I, I 100% all week have been saying Oregon is beating Washington in this game. Nine and a half points is a lot. 67 and a half uh, over under. Yeah. Kind of crazy as well. Definitely going to be over. Maybe. I think it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, probably. Um, Yeah, look, like there's not much to say like previewing this game. It's just like this is going to be it's, one hell of a fucking game. It's hard. It's hard. It, it is hard to beat the same team twice. Exactly. And Washington barely did it earlier in the season. And honestly, this Oregon offense has gotten significantly better since that matchup. Bo Nix has got what? That was like what week six? Like that was a long time ago, man. Yeah, yeah, week six. Yeah, like this is a this is a whole different Oregon offense. And it was only by three. Yeah. It really it was because of some late game decision making that just kind of made the difference, but I I think there's no shot Oregon loses. I just don't know if they can cover nine and a half. Yeah, I don't know. But uh let's go to uh Saturday. Saturday starts off the sole game at twelve PM. Oklahoma State, Texas for the Big Twelve championship game. This one Texas is gonna win. First of all, probably big oh, time. Yeah. This is not a shoe in for a college football playoff spot for Texas. No, not at all. Um I need Ollie Gordon to ball out though. Yeah, I need guys. him. I need five touchdowns from from your boy. Yeah. See, the thing is is and I know we're about to talk about the SEC championship game, but Alabama beating Georgia is w- got to have them jump Texas beating Oklahoma State. Uh, yeah, it's like it has to. And you I know, I know that the- Alabama's only loss is to Texas. That makes Texas look worse because Texas, their only loss is to Oklahoma, who didn't even make the championship game. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that makes Texas look worse because Alabama's loss is to a good team. Texas is is to a team that shit. They could, you know. Yeah, they lost to Oklahoma, uh, and who? Oklahoma's lost some brutal Oklahoma games. lost to Kansas and Oklahoma State. Yeah, and Oklahoma State got blown out by UCF. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, so, and and you, Oklahoma State just went to overtime with BYU. So is UCF better than Texas? Texas which makes is better UCF, than Alabama. Which makes UCF better than Alabama? Yeah. Which, who else is Alabama beaten? Ole Miss, LSU, Tennessee. Ugh. Um. Yeah, I don't think there's any other connections there. <laughs> I would love to make UCF national champions again, but I don't think it could happen. <laughs> Did any of them beat App State? <laughs> nah. Fuck. Okay, whatever. Uh, enough the Big 12. The SEC championship game. Atlanta, Georgia, oh, yeah. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Number one, Georgia. Number eight, Alabama. It's going to be a fucking barn burner, man. Georgia favored by five. Jermaine Burton. Colin, I want, okay. What? Obviously, you're a, an Alabama fan. Your opinion yeah. is swayed. Yeah. As an analyst of college football, who's winning this game? Oh, dude, it's like, you, you got to look at it. So, you, gotta, you don't know, like, are you looking at two teams at their very best? I think for sure all those guys out for Georgia Tech are back this week. Yeah, but I'm talking like, are we getting like a Georgia, even with all their guys coming out very slow? Like, I doubt if, they come out slow. If you're getting two games at your very best, like two teams at, at their very best, I think Georgia is the better team that takes the cake. Yeah. But it's a very close game. Yeah. Because Georgia's had a rough time stopping the run. You know, Cody Schrader annihilated them to the left side. Yeah. Uh, Quinshawn Judkins, you know, ran pretty well against them. Georgia Tech, Haynes King as a quarterback just ran pretty well against them. Jalen Milrow, known for running. Jace yeah. McClellan, Jam Miller. Like, if they can't stop the run, it's going to make things interesting. Yeah, like there's definitely... A, a true, like a real possibility Alabama wins this football game. Yeah. You know, I simply think with Georgia, it comes down to the fact that it can happen from anywhere. Yeah, it could you know, be we, that Carson Beck throws for 350 yards, and it could be that Kendall Milton or Dijon Edwards runs for 150 yards and two touchdowns, or it could be that the defense just shuts down Jalen Milrow. There is yeah. no way to know how this game goes for Georgia, but for Alabama, there's one way they win, and it's somehow shutting down Georgia's offense yeah. and, and hey. scoring a ton of points. We're still waiting for that Carson Beck fuck up. Yeah, for sure. And for he some reason, I have, even I know it's a little biased, I have a feeling it's going to be on the big stage right here in the SEC championship. It certainly could be. I don't certainly know. But like listen, a lot of there's going to be a shit ton of Georgia fans at this game. It's going to feel like a fucking yep. home game. But there's going to be a fuck ton of Alabama fans there too cuz you know it's not very far from Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And you know, we've played here so many fucking times. It is absurd that a ticket to get in just to get in it, it's three hundred and eight dollars, and uh, the next most expensive is the Big Twelve, or sorry, the Big Ten at seventy five dollars. <laughs> After that, um, 
after that. Or sorry, no, the next biggest is actually the Big 12 uh, at 149, and then the Big 10. Um, and then, uh, actually, the, the Pac-12 and ACC are 57 and $52, respectively, to get in the door. Yeah, are you trying to go to the ACC championship game? Shit, are we going to uh, to Charlotte? It's not that fucking far. I know. Yo, Gray, what you uh, what hey. you work on Saturday? Get someone to take that shift. I would love to, uh, but I got fucking. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do have a lot of homework to do because finals week is coming up, uh, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I personally think Georgia wins. Okay. That's respectable opinion. Yeah. You know, Georgia, on paper, is the better team. Yeah. But, All right. Big 10? No. Big 10. Number 17, Iowa, and number 3, Michigan, face off at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Give me those fucking Hawkeyes. Fuck yeah, baby. That Fuck defense yeah, is know. fucking for real. I don't... They're... Michigan is favored by 23 points. That is ridiculous. They won't even put up 23 points against Iowa. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? The over-under is 35 and a half. That shit needs to be lower. Yeah. I think think they wouldn't dare put that low of a line for Michigan, though. Yeah. Because, like, look, I know. Iowa's not going to score a lot of points. Iowa could score 17 points and win this game. 17-14 win? Yeah. Yes, sir. I I genuinely do think Iowa can win this game. Like I'm not like bullshitting. Yeah, no, it's. I said it last week, Grayson. Michigan's gonna beat Ohio State, and then Michigan's gonna lose to Iowa. Yeah, Iowa's defense is fucking for real. Like I don't think people realize that. And led by none other than Cooper DeJean. Yes, sir. The white corner. Yeah. And look, Iowa got lucky. Didn't have to play Ohio State. Didn't have to play Michigan in the regular season. Yeah, they lost to Minnesota. Fluke. I'll call it a fluke. Fuck it. <laughs> Penn State. That might be another story. They lost thirty-one to zero. I do think Iowa's gotten better throughout the year, though. Like I know. You look at the scores and you're like, how the fuck can you say a team got better when they beat Northwestern 10-7 and they beat Nebraska 13-10? It's not about the offense with Iowa. If this defense comes out and just shuts down Blake Corum, which is possible, and J.J. McCarthy shits his britches like every other week, Iowa can win, and I think they will. I respect that. I, I agree with you, honestly. Good. This right, is much... We... Look, I'm, <laughs> this is all about the fact that I don't want Michigan to make it. Yeah. Because they're shall cheaters. We, shall we move on to, you know, the 8 o'clock game? Yeah, I'm also on, trying on, to avoid this one. On ABC, yeah. December 2nd, ACC Championship, Bank of America Stadium, Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. Give me Louisville. Fuck you, man. Okay, it's Louisville versus Florida State. Tate Rotomaker, obviously the starting quarterback for Florida State. Florida State, only a three-point favorite. Um, Actually, the smallest spread of any conference championship game. Um, Yeah, look, it's uh, it's not good. It's not. 
Brandon, I don't do you know. Feel? I'm going to let you take the lead. I'm going to okay. let you take the lead. Yeah, look. If we can come out and we can run the ball, sure, we're going to win this game. If we come out like we did against Florida, <laughs> it is not going to look pretty. It is not. And see, the hardest part is the fact that, like, we could win this game and, like, the college playoff committee could just be like, you guys don't deserve to get in anyway. That's what hurts. Is the fact that we could win and we could go 13-0 and and they're like, well, why the fuck would we want to see Tate Rotomaker in the college football playoff when we could see, you know, Bo Nix and Michigan and Georgia and Texas or Alabama or Washington. Like, they have options, and it scares me how much people seem to think there's a possibility Florida State doesn't get in even if they go undefeated. Yeah, which is stupid. I think if you go undefeated and you win your conference championship, you're in. Yeah, if you're a Power 5 school, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. We'll see. I don't want to make like a real prediction for this game because I genuinely don't know how it's going to go. Yeah, Louisville is going to win by two two touchdowns. You're fucking out of your mind. Deion Coleman under 51 and a half receiving. That one could be possible. Trey Benson under 30 rushing yards. That's not. <laughs> just considering he might just have 30 carries. <laughs> uh, all right. One year, one yard a carry. Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's move on. We've gone quite long here. Uh, let's go through these college football playoff scenarios, though, because I'm pretty excited for these. Um, let's do it. And let's start with the obvious scenario, which is the undefeated scenario. UGA, Michigan, Washington, Florida State. Yeah. That's the undefeated scenario. That's the boring scenario. Yeah. What do you want to happen? What What is the scenario you want? So one through four. Oh, well, I mean, it's obvious. One through four. So, I need Texas to lose. Okay. I need Washington to lose. I need FSU to lose. And I need Alabama to win by two scores against Georgia. And my final four, I this is kind of what I want to see. I want to see Oregon. I want to see... Oh, I forgot. I also need Michigan to lose. Yeah. I just need upsets all over the fucking board. Okay. I need I want to see I think this would be solid. Oregon. Uh Alabama. I'm not not in any this isn't how they're ranked. This is just the four teams in there. Oregon, Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. Dude, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but That's I ass. feel like I feel like that's like the only way Alabama can get in. Yeah, is you're if right. those are the if those are the teams that are in there. Maybe. You asked what I wanted. I know. I know. Okay, well, I want Georgia number one, Florida State number two, Washington number three, Texas number four. You think there's a chance Florida State can jump up to number two seed? Yeah. If Washington barely hangs on and we win handedly and then um, and then Michigan loses. You think you jump Washington? If Washington could barely win, and we win by Oregon. a lot. 
Yeah, y'all got to win by like. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I know that's what I want to happen. It's this is yeah. not the what you think will happen. Uh, this okay. is the what I want to happen. Um, so in this scenario, Georgia beats Alabama. That gets Alabama out of Florida State's hair. Uh, you know, considering them for a champion or like for the playoff instead of us. Um, Texas wins. Washington wins. Honestly, like Florida State and Washington could be flipped. Doesn't really matter. They'd play each other either way. Um, but get y'all, get y'all shit rocked. Yeah, whatever. They have no fucking defense. Um, and we could definitely shut down Michael Penix, considering fucking Washington State did. Um, but uh, yeah, I would need Michigan to lose to Iowa, which yeah. would be nice. Respect. Yeah. And I think, honestly, after Ohio State lost this week, they're out of the college football playoff to me. It would take quite a fucking Yeah, I feel like to triumph. I feel like to be in the college football playoff, you need to win. I know. Championship. Like, I, yeah. It's like when you're applying for a job, it's like requirements. Win your yeah. conference. Yeah. I agree. All right. What do, you, what do you think will happen? What do you think is your four? Okay. What do you think my four is? Yeah. Georgia number one. Yep. Michigan number two. Number three, I'm going to go Oregon and Texas at four. Yeah. I'm, I, I can't just like, I can't just say Florida State's not going to win. So uh, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Oregon. That's what now I here, think will happen. Do you do you think right there, if Florida State loses, does Texas take that number four spot, or does Ohio State? Uh, as long as Texas wins, yeah, Texas takes it. I just I value the conference championship over anything. Yeah, it's like when everybody was saying Notre Dame should get in. Like you don't play in a conference. You yeah, don't. yeah. And then they put them in, they get shit all by Clemson. Yeah, remember that time Cincinnati made the playoff? <laughs> yeah. And that was Desmond Ritter's last college football game. Yeah, and then he and came to the Falcons and fucked everything for us, too. Like, did did the Falcons not watch that game? I don't know. We need to move on, though. Okay. I'm going to go through my craziest scenario. Okay. Okay, so. It starts out like this. UGA loses by two scores to Alabama. Okay. Okay, Michigan loses to Iowa. Yep. Oregon beats Washington by two scores. Mm-hmm. Texas dominates Oklahoma State. And Florida State beats Louisville by two touchdowns. And you have Florida State number one, Oregon number two, Texas number three, and Alabama number four. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> You're telling me we get a FSU-Alabama playoff game? Yeah. Oh, crazy. It's, it's, it's hate week, buddy. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Not even like when we played each other in fantasy hate week. No, like, this is going to be like, I'll see you at work. I won't say a word to you, but I will nut tap you as I walk by. <laughs> this is a, you say one thing and I'm writing your ass up. This is a, you call me and I block your number. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I, I'll pro- say, I, was- I will actually block your phone number for that week. I was going to say, I was going to spray paint your car, but your shit's already red, so. Yeah, yeah, and we both wear red, so. Yeah. That would suck, wouldn't it? That, that would be a phenomenal playoff. Yeah, I'm going to spear your car. 
<laughs> While you're Get driving. Out. I'm going to ride an elephant to work and just stomp on your car. <laughs> okay. Well, enough of what hate week is. What's your craziest scenario? Dude, I'm in the same boat with you. Like, that's yeah. the craziest scenario that I could come yeah, up with. Yeah, because look, like, okay, to me, Ohio State can't get in. Fucking, no. you know, Ole Miss can't get in. Louisville can't get in. Um, That ship sailed this week. But, like, what, I'm trying to, like, pull up the rankings real quick just to, to see, like, what other teams even have a chance. So, Missouri wait, what happens doesn't if, have like, a chance. What if, like, every team, like, every top team loses? Like, if, even okay, so if all the top teams lose, then maybe Ohio State does make it in. So you're telling me your quarterbacks are... But, uh, actually, I don't know. If all the top teams lose, Georgia, Georgia might make it four? in at four. Yeah. And your quarterbacks are Jalen Milrow. Um, what else do you have? Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. If all the top teams lose, then Texas goes out as well. And it would be it would be Oregon, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Uh I don't want to play Georgia in the semifinal back. Yeah. Okay, so I think I think Alabama's the cutoff for what teams can make it cuz like Missouri, Louisville, Penn State, Ole Miss aren't making it. Yeah. It's kind of cool that it's going all the way down to 8 right now. Yeah. Definitely makes things interesting. But uh yeah, any uh anything else for uh scenarios? No, I think that's that's about it. You know, it's just it's gonna be an interesting weekend. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it's gonna be good for us next week to talk about because uh, we'll be doing all we'll be doing. You'll be getting our reaction first of all to the college football playoff announcement. Uh, yeah, and the teams that make it. You'll also be getting um, you know, a list of our favorite bowl games. Uh, as most of those bowl games will be selected as well. So you'll have to tune in next week. But for now. Keep listening. Just stake your claim. Oh, Colin, fuck. make your hot take. My hot take? Fuck, dude. Can you go first? I'm still trying to think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I could say some. Because I said a couple of them during the uh Oh, episode. so did I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Dak Prescott's winning NFL MVP. Wow. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Good old Dak Prescott. Uh, Tyreek, bro? Nope. 2,935 passing yards through 12 weeks. 23 touchdowns. Only six interceptions, which is flawless by Dak Prescott standards. No, Grayson. And he's second in QBR. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know how you're going to react to this. Dak's going to be Super Bowl MVP of the Dallas Whoa. Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. Whoa. Are we a Cowboys podcast now? Are we Skip Bayless and Skip Bayless Jr.? Shit. Holy Dak, shit. Dak definitely doesn't have a gun to my head right now. Dak Prescott under investigation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah. That's hot take. All right. Day. Yeah. Uh, the way they're playing news, right now, breaking we news definitely for, have it. We are Cowboys meat riders. Yep. Yep. And next next week, we will be 49ers yeah. meat riders. Uh, next week, special guest Skip Bayless. Yep. <laughs> hey, guys, I just want to thank you. Yeah. Thank you for showing your support, my Cowboys. All right. That's enough. We're getting delirious. <laughs> We're losing everything. I don't know what the fuck that was, uh, but that is definitely a good sign for us to be getting off. So, what, pause. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're losing it. We're losing it. Okay, look. You see these little things down here at the bottom of the screen? You see those three sprites? He drank all three of those sprites to prepare himself to do the, the second and short triathlon, which is where you go to YouTube, you go to Spotify, and you go to Apple. And you go, and on Apple, you listen to the podcast, and then you rate it five stars. And then you do the exact same thing on Spotify. And then you go to YouTube, you watch the whole thing, you like, you subscribe, and you comment. Turn on notifications as well. That's the triathlon. If you want to do the decathlon, go ahead, go to the link tree, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, follow us on everything. Join the Reddit, everything. Follow us everywhere. TikTok. Do it all. That is the second and short decathlon, is to go through and do all that. And then, of course, your gift you get to share the podcast with all your friends and your family and your dog, not your cat, but your fish. Uh, you know that fish that you have you forgot about probably? He's like floating yeah, but, on the top oh, of the water. Play him no the pot feed it. bring him back to life. Maybe feed. <laughs> yeah, feed maybe your feed fish. your fish first. And then feed him some second and short straight into his ears. But <laughs> for now, that's all from me and Colin. Anything for the people, Colin. Yeah, I hope all y'all had a great Thanksgiving. You know, time with the family. You know, we're we're almost we're right around the corner from Christmas. Yeah, you know? the happiest time of the year and Hanukkah. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out. Which means we're even closer to pitchers and catchers reporting for spring training. That's so all. That's all. This time is for pitchers and catchers always report right around my birthday. Um, if we don't care about your birthday, no, it's not like I'm turning twenty one or anything. Oh shit. All right, that's enough. We've we've kept you here long enough. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. Get ready for those finals cuz I know they're coming up. And um we'll catch y'all later. Peace.